Blog Talk Radio. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Welcome to the break beat. You may keep the place streets with these words. Whether you in the burbs or in the hood on the street curb or corner. Crossing all the borders in your mental state. Elevate your thinking or fall in line like the inner state. Finna take you on the journey like the Zelda game. Painting perfect pictures without the cellophane. The Philippines are staying with destruction. And we're here with ideas for construction. Critique from critics with cynics with the limits. Demolish demons and spirits to make the network like Linux. Coverage your position. Listen, when I drop wisdom of the gods listen in a big pot. To pissing, giving all I got to give it the spirit info. Stimulate your mental over instrumental. Trying to reach my kinfo, tired of the cheap talk. Gotta get informed and spread a message of free thought. Separate the name, the break represents the news and issues we use to discuss a new concept. To be this, how I rearrange and change the presentation so it isn't as complex together. Introduce topics, micro, macroscopic, with a little logic and perspective. Educate, entertain, graffiti on your brain so the path forward change for a make Good evening, everybody. It's your boy, MC Brooks, right here. Obviously got my fantastic co-host, Athena Noah Jones here. Hey, y'all. There she is. And, of course, we got her other half and my homie, Everett. What up, son? What's good, man? I'm the uh, co-host. I've been on like three shows in a row. <laughs> he's, he's the carry. He's the carry champion to our Skip Bayless and Stephen. I'm just kidding. Just uh, <laughs> um, I was just kidding. Uh, in any case, um, we're 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 bringing you guys a special edition of the Breakbeat. Uh, we're still we're still having our normal episode uh, next week, but this week, uh, you know, in the wake of some shit that happened this past Saturday, you know, just kind of felt like we needed to come on the air and kind of air it out. Couldn't really wait till next week because by next week, no one will really care anymore. So, uh, in case you've been living under a rock of some sort or whatever the case may be, then you probably have heard in some form or fashion about Don Sterling and his racist remarks that were revealed on Saturday um, in, uh, to TM, in, a converse, in a taped conversation that was uh, revealed to TMZ. Uh, on the tape, he, he basically is chastising his girlfriend, <clears throat> chastising his girlfriend for posting pictures on her Instagram of her with Magic Johnson and also with uh, Dodgers player Matt Kemp. And on the tape, you can hear Sterling, you know, saying stuff like, you know, why do you have to take pictures with them? Why do you have to promote it? You know, there's this culture that's 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 out here, and, you know, you can't go against the culture. That's just how things are, blah, 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 blah. Um so he 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 he's been on he's been in uh, that, on the hot seat the last couple of days and, and um, just yesterday NBA commissioner uh, Adam Silver you know basically brought the ban hammer down you know basically banning him from the NBA for life which you know not really sure how much life he's got left at 81 but banned him for life fined him uh, two hundred 2.5 million dollars. And will also seek to have uh, his owner to seek to have the the team taken from him or force him to sell the team. Now, um, there, there's there's really a lot to un, to unpack with this situation, and and on, to to most folks in the sports world, especially 
black journalists, you know, this isn't particularly new. There have been multiple things that have come out over the years talking about Donald Sterling and talking about how awful of an owner uh, that that he is and how he should have been removed long before because, as I'm about to read, there are several instances throughout his ownership of the Clippers that stuff has happened and he essentially faced no consequences. So 1981 purchases the Clippers for about $13 million, right? Very first instance of of anything happening actually happened in 1983 when an author um, alleged that um, Sterling had used the word nigger in an impromptu interview at uh, LAX airport. Uh, 1984 moved the Clippers. He moved the Clippers from San Diego to uh, Los Angeles. Then, t- uh, t- in 2001, the city of Santa Monica sued Sterling on charges that he allegedly harassed and threatened to evict eight tenants who were li- living under rent control. Uh, in 2003, which is uh, one of the one of the instances, one of the more popular instances that's been discussed, the Housing Rights Center and a group of tenants who lived in Sterling's properties filed a federal lawsuit accusing him of numerous discriminatory statements and housing practices. In 2004, Sterling was sued by an elderly woman for not accepting her Section 8 voucher to rent an apartment. He settled that case in 2005. 2006, uh, the department, the actual Department of Justice sued Sterling for housing discrimination after comments he made uh, about uh, renting to black and Latino tenants, i.e. black people, uh, what did he say, black people smell, uh, forgive what he said about Latinos, and he also said that he liked renting to Asians because they would essentially accept whatever conditions he gave them. In 2009, yeah. In 2009, he settled that lawsuit for three million and avoided any admitting uh, uh, any liability. 2009, Elgin Baylor, who had been the general manager for the Clippers since 1986, filed a, filed a lawsuit against him, accusing uh, accusing him of having a, a Southern plantation type culture, a, a power structure with the team involved. Um, uh, which we call it. He claimed that Sterling would bring women into the locker room to look at the players, and once said to the women, "Look at those beautiful black bodies." Uh, the suit also accused him of having a pervasive and ongoing racist attitude expressed towards then player Danny Manning during contract negotiations. Also, in 2011. Uh, In a March advertisement for the Clippers, Sterling said the team was honored to celebrate Black History Month. Now, obviously, that sounds ridiculous. Why is that? Because everyone knows Black History Month is February, and this ad was created and was uh, debuted in March and also featured featured, uh, Clippers players. 2012, uh, Baron Davis, ex-Clipper, told New York Post that you know, Sterling's heckling a game made him look forward to not coming back. And that brings us to all the way until Saturday, where the comments the, the comments came out. And um, yesterday is when Sterling was uh, banned for life by, by Adam Silver. 
So this isn't exactly new. You know, many folks such as Bomani Jones and Jamel Hill have been trying to warn people and have tried to tell people about uh, Donald Sterling for a long time, and unfortunately no one really listened or, or took any heed to it until, you know, these, these comments uh, came out on Saturday. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open, open this up to uh, Noah and Everett. You know, what did you guys think? What, how, what, how did you guys feel when, um, you know, when you first heard these comments on Saturday? Uh, I was pissed, naturally, but I don't know. I wasn't really surprised, though, just because I'm pretty sure he's not the only owner that has those views. I mean, we have a bunch of old, you know, rich white men in their little fraternity. I'm pretty sure they sit there and laugh, and it does look very, you know, plantation-esque. You have all these, you know, black athletes making them billions of dollars. So I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm happy with the ruling, you know, that they banned him for life. But uh, I'm not sure that uh, I hope that they force him to sell the team, but I'm not sure if it's going to be as easy as they think it's going to be. So. True. <laughs> Noah, before Noah, before you tell me yours, I want to bring v, uh, Vita on because Vita's here now. Hey, Vita. Hey, hey. I was just about to hit you up and be like, I hope you know I'm on the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, Hi, Noah. Hi, Vita. Hey. I'm glad I could join I'm you. I'm waving to it like you can see me. <laughs> 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 I, you know what? I can see you with my third eye. That's all. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, tap. But um, nah. did you want me to Yeah, I was gonna let Noah speak, and then you can go ahead right after. Okay. Yeah, we've been watching this shit all weekend, and I'm just like, first of all, Stephen A. Had me. You know I talk mad shit about Stephen A. But I do love hearing him and Skip Bayless talk. And that whole segment was just the shit for me. I mean, Numbers Never Lie was was good too because it gave me the background that I need. Because I didn't know all the, all the stuff, all that whole litany of shit that you just read. I did not know that until I watched Numbers Never Lie and Jamel Hill was like, "Yeah, I wrote about this years and years ago, and I found the article." And I was like, she can't write about this shit. They, they, how, I, for me, I, it's what I don't understand is how so much stuff was just ignored, like outright ignored. Like, I mean, Stephen A., he can say whatever he wants to say about NBA bylaws and everything like that. I, I get that, but I don't get that. Because at the same time, this shit was out there. Like, it was out there. And you chose to look the other way is basically what it is. Bylaws be damned, like. So, I don't know. I, I felt Stephen A., but I felt Jamel Hills a lot, a lot. And as far as, like, what is his name, Adam Silver? Yeah. As far as he's yeah, concerned, Adam I mean, yeah, I feel like what he did was way, way more than what I thought they were going to do. But I agree with her. He did his job. So, I'm not really, you know, I really don't feel like he necessarily deserves a pat on the back, maybe a nice handshake, maybe a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> but a pat on the back, I'm not really sure if, if I want to, like, reach that far and touch him. I agree with Because 
<laughs> I feel like they looked the other way for so long. He should have done the, the man is 80 years old. He's a sneeze away from death anyway. What is lifetime, taking it lifetime ban and everything like that? He's on his way to the hospice. I mean, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, he did what he could do. So, whatever. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And you know, the th- the thing about the thing about Adam Silver that I don't think should be overlooked is as much flack as people have been putting on Stern, people kind of forget that Adam Silver was was still an exec at the time. Like he was there the whole time Stern was there and didn't didn't act on didn't act on all of this information that was out. So I'm not even sure sure of how much of a pat on the back Adam Silver should get for this, even though, like you said, he did more than I thought he was going to do. But right, he still could have been shut up because he still he still had to answer to somebody above him. So true. Who knows what the inner workings of that is? Because you have people all the time who hear shit, see shit that's wrong, and they bring it up and they try to tell them, you know what, it has shit to do with you. We understand this. Hush, hush, shut up. So it can go either way. So yeah, I'm sorry, V can go ahead and say this. I, I just have to interject that real quick. So. um as the only person in the line who's a Los Angelino, and uh, I don't know if the are, are any of you guys Clippers fans at all. I don't know if uh, I like the team. Fans. I've always I've no. always liked the team. Well, I'm I was, not a fan. I've been a I've been a Clippers fan mm-hmm. for a very long time. Actually, originally a Lakers fan, um, and then they made some yeah, trades that I didn't like. I was I mean you know, and I honestly I don't hate the Lakers now. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to be back a fan. Uh, by next season maybe um, But at any rate The Clipper fan You know this whole situation was very Interesting Because you have to keep in mind I used to go to games all the time Back when games were damn near free Or they were giving away tickets to the community all the time um, Because they were losing I mean you're talking about I was a fan back when you would go to the games And people would cheer for the other team When you would watch advertisements here in L.A. You watch the ad on TV for the game, and it would say things like, watch Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming play the Clippers. Like, you're like, wait, what? Who's in the Clippers? Like, <laughs> that's how that's how long of, like, that's how Clippers fans would have to, you know, deal with things in L.A. We were always told, you like the second-rate L.A. team and, you know, all this stuff about, you know, uh, you know, basically getting crowned all the time in L.A. for being a Clippers fan. So we've been here, you know, we're talking about people who have been here through it all. You know, we stood with the Clippers when they were losing, and we're here while all the bandwagoners jump on, you know. Um, and then this happens. We're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs before, but we're in the playoffs again. We have a, doing pretty good, having a good chance. And this shit happens. And it puts you in a really awkward position because it's like, damn, do I keep cheering for my team that I've been with? that I've sat here through all the hard times with, or do I just let all this shit go and be like, fuck the Clippers, you know, all this bullshit, I don't have to deal with it. So that kind of put me in that position. Now, getting to what you just said also about all the things that have been going on, you know, Jamel Hill and Bomani Jones, and other people have talked about this for a while, his history of racism and things like that. Um, The thing is, a lot of that does not get talked about. Honestly, I've never saw Bomani Jones' article or Jamel Hill's article until this shit happened. I never even ran across those articles. 
I didn't know. Right. I, I knew very little. I mean, I heard things about him being racist, but it's like most things. You hear about white people being racist all the time, so you don't really think too much of it. Um, and I and I assume pretty much all the owners. I'm pretty sure the peers that were discussing that audio were also other owners and people who are involved in the NBA. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have not rid the world. I mean, rid the NBA of its racist. So you kind of just brush things aside. Oh, he's probably racist, but who isn't? You know what I mean? But you don't think about. It's never been. It's, it's, they're, 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 one of my issues with sports is I don't think issues about race and social justice come up enough at all. So of course, Agreed. articles like Jamel and Bomani Jones articles are going to get brushed aside until some shit really goes down. It's like, oh wait, this has been here the whole time. Well, yeah, because we we don't talk about those stories. We don't. I haven't heard anything else about what's been going on in the University of North Carolina and those football players that can't read at a college. Who you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you don't hear those. You don't hear these social justice stories enough. And then when something like this happens, you know these articles start popping up. And then we're like, well, where has everybody been? Well, shit, we didn't know because your network don't promote your shit enough. Don't promote the social justice part, which is why I really appreciate people like Bomani Jones who who go who take the social media to say what the fuck they got to say, yep. <laughs> you know, and they're just like, yes, PM won't promote it, fine. I'll do it myself. I'll do a YouTube page and just say whatever I got to say and post it on my Twitter account, which is what Bomani Jones does. Um, yep. and, and by the way, he had the best response to me out of everyone, out of everyone. Yep. He talked about the how the housing discrimination uh, issue. I mean, he talked about how that leads to violence in our community. If, the, right. if you want to talk about the real culprit and problem, you have these rich, super rich billionaires who own these properties, who do these things, yet there's housing discrimination. People can't find homes and people are living in fucked up communities when people like Donald Sterling have the money to change these situations. And so I thought that was really one of the strongest points Lamani Jones could have made about what actual racism is and what it looks like. Right. Agree 110%. That's why I told I told Noah that you know she needs to go check that out afterwards because Bomani's response is my personal favorite. I actually had to I had to double back and listen to it twice just so I could really take in everything. I had taken everything that he said because it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, kind of. I should have cut up clips for that. He's Say actually really. I mean, he's brilliant anyway. When it comes to anything in race and social justice and sports. Um, but Bonnie Jones is probably my favorite person, and that's mostly recent. So I didn't know who I knew who he was only from like Twitter, but I didn't know who he was. Um, yeah. And then I started paying more attention. I'm like, wow, this guy is like everything I, that would have actually. Now I'm more interested in sports now because of people like him. But it was one other point I wanted to make about whether or not um, Adam Silver should get a pat on the back. I'm going to say a definite no, and the reason I'm going to say a no to that is because the real because I, I wanted the Clippers to boycott that game, that first game. When all this, oh, the Sunday this, game? Yeah. After all this broke out, I wanted them to boycott. And they didn't, and I was disappointed. But then I found out that all the players had actually planned to boycott. That is why Adam Silver did what he did and made the announcement that he did when he did it. Because they were about to boycott. All the players were about to boycott. Yep. So there I wasn't agree. I thought the same yet. thing when so I heard was forced, uh, later on that all the, play, all the players through the whole playoffs were going to boycott. And none of yeah. them were going to play. And they didn't want to lose that money. So. Right, so Adam Silver doesn't get a pat on the back. He was forced to do that. Well, who's he going right. to do? They want, I mean, they want him out. They want Sterling out. And honestly, it would have to hurt, I mean, to, to work for someone that you know feels the way. And it's one thing to suspect it. It's one thing to think, oh, well, you know, all rich white guys think this way. But it's different when you have audio proof. And that has to hurt. Yeah. Especially right. if you're in a, and it happens publicly. Everybody knows your boss is an ass. And now you have this person in the league 
you know, who owns this team, and you you have to see your fellow players go through some shit like this, like, damn, like, your boss will be one black people at the fucking game, or at least not with his girlfriend, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's, that has to hurt us, even, even as a colleague in the game, you know? So I say all the kudos go to the players and Doc Rivers, you know, the, um, with the NBPA, the union, that's who deserves this. That deserves the pat on the back. Because I have nothing but respect for them now. I love basketball more than I did before. I agree. I agree 110%. And I felt, I, honestly, I felt like all of the players boycotting would have been the only way that the players would have been able to do anything. I think if just the Clippers themselves exactly. had tried it, I didn't think, I didn't think that that, they like, would have made a statement, but I don't think it would have made as big of a statement as if all of, all of, all of the teams decided not to. Wait, all the all the all the players in the NBA, the entire the NBA, entire league, were all the, yeah, the entire league all was going to boycott yesterday. That, yes, that's, they said uh, Adam they Silver, had I, not, I read earlier today. Adam Silver said that he 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 called around. He spoke he spoke to players on the Wizards, to on the Thunder, on on all the teams that are okay. playing right now, and all of, that there was a consensus among all of them that they weren't going to play unless some action was taken. Because I mean, you gotta keep that's what mind. happens when you, that's what happens when you have a league that's eighty percent African American. And then within forty eight hours, they had a decision. Yep. So yeah, probably less. I mean, than. Because they were gonna lose money. It's the it's the playoffs. You know how much <clears> money they charge yeah. these sponsors for the playoffs. So if you don't, yeah, they, on top of that, Clippers was already losing sponsorships. They had lost. 11. They lost all of them. They they were all lost. They they either revoked it or suspended them. Right. And that's a ton. Of, I think. I think when the first count happened, it was eleven. That right there is millions and millions of dollars. You know what I mean? If if it yep. doesn't hit a so billion, they forced his hand. So yeah, they they, they forced. They forced his hand. Then I'm not giving Adam. What's his name? Silver? No kudos Adam Silver. for doing the job. What did I say? Whatever it is. <laughs> I don't care if it's Adam. See, see now I can't even. I had to. I had to even retract my thumb. Right now, <laughs> like I can't even give him a thumbs up anymore after hearing yeah. that. Right. right. I mean, and, and, I, and that's why. I, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, I, I agree with you 110. percent That's why. Um, that's why I made the, the the statement that I made. I mean, Adam Silver was there the whole time. It's not like he was necessarily new to the NBA. He not only was he there, but most of the other 29 owners were there also. And they've known about this shit. They were they were all there. They've all been there since 2003 for the most part. And you know, I they they were basically complicit through silence. They were cool with it, as far as I'm concerned, because no one actively made no one actively, you know, tried to do anything to get them out. And it's uh, you know, with the exception of Michael Jordan becoming an owner a, a few years ago, there were no black owners in the NBA. At least no no majority black owners at the at the at least. So. You have all of these rich white guys who, you know, a lot of them probably share the same views. They probably mm-hmm. think the exact same way. Right. And now they're trying to come out and, and, and you know, uh, put their chest out and make statements and shit just because, well, one one person got caught and that was bad PR, so they have to kind of appear to be like, you know, they want to get him, they want to get him out. But they probably think just like him. And see, and that's the thing that I, that I was listening to on the tape. I was like, who are these peers? Who are these people that he's so embarrassed to have his girlfriend take pictures of black people? You know what I mean? To the point where they're calling him 
to tell, and that's what she said, that they're calling you and telling you these things on my, that's on my Instagram page. And that's interesting to me. There are people who call him and say, hey, your girlfriend's taking pictures with black people. Who do you think his peers and homies are? That ain't just your average Bob on the street that's hitting up Donald Sterling like your girl got pictures with Maddie Johnson. You know what right. I mean? He's talking, those are some top dog people that are calling him and putting shit in his ear. So that lets me know that his, him and his folks, and she said this also in the audio, you and your folks are racist. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. So I know some of those people are probably involved with the NBA or are in other powerful positions. Let's be real about it. I want to know who those folks are, you know, because I'm nosy like that. I'm pretty sure that the the people he surrounds himself with aren't just NBA owners either. They're NFL owners, the MLB owners. Yep. So they're they're all through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably even some soccer owners, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. And, And the thing that bothers me is, like everybody's been saying, this shit's been known about him for years. And the fact of the matter is, you have these two, you know, black reporters come about, coming out saying things about him. Basically, it tells them niggas shut up. You know, that means yep. nothing. Put it to the side. But let any athlete do anything remotely the same, and they've been kicked out the league and fined up the ass quick, fast, and hurry. So yep. we've seen a lot of but black you- and Hispanic athletes do shit in their personal lives that have been brought, you know, to the screen and – they get shit on and signed and a bunch of other shit. You know, when they go to yep. court, that shit gets put on blast on TV, on ESPN, CNN, whatever, ASAP. So I think it's a, yeah. it's a double standard, too, because just because they are owners and they are billionaires, that they, once you get a certain amount of money, you're above everything because you can just pay people off quick, fast, in a hurry, shut up, it never happens. And, and... NBA players, NFL players, I mean, any athlete, they make pennies on what the owners make, you know. So, yep. I don't know. But when it goes back to – go ahead. I'm happy uh, that all this shit came out, though, because yeah. – especially for the people who say that racism doesn't exist. I've had too many people say racism is a factor, racism doesn't exist anymore, Black people need to just get over it type shit. Black and people just, and white people. Black people and white people. And, and now it's been thrown back in everybody's face. Thrown right back right. in everybody's face, which I, I right. love. Like, I was laughing when it came out. Like, yes, yes, we needed this. And I knew it was going to blow up. I found out on Saturday. Yeah, like, I found out right Saturday morning. Right That's when, when everybody found out. Actually, I forgot to tell yeah. Noah about it. Tell me about what? Uh, the recording error. Cause some I don't know I don't know if, if if Brooks if you put it up on on Facebook somebody here put it up early as hell in the morning like boom listen to this type shit I don't and, uh, think that was me well, no, I, I don't think that, I don't think that was, was me okay so well, but you know you know what this goes back to <laughs> this this all, all this all this goes back to for me is that whenever black people or whenever people of color point out instances where racism happens, no one really cares, and no one seems to be listening. That's that's what it goes back to for me, because that was, that was Bomani, that was Jamel, and several other black sports writers who had, who had mentioned or made note of, of this, you know, mad years ago, basically, you know, that... This this shouldn't be news. Like this this should have this should have been old. This should be old because we were telling about 
we were telling you all about it for years. <laughs> and then, and, with the, and once again, whenever, whenever they, whenever, whenever people of color say anything about racism, whenever we point out racism or point out actions, words, or instances where where racism occurs, you know, they 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 silence us because they they think we're just whining or we're just complaining or it's not something that needs to be taken serious or it's just a joke or or whatever the case may be. See, and I think that I think that part of the problem isn't, and it goes back to what I was saying before. And it's not even that you know uh, we're like you said we're not saying anything. We're definitely saying something, and we've been pointing things out. And I'm sure Jamel Hill and Bamani Jones aren't even the first to talk about uh, Donald Sterling in, this, in his race situations. Um, but it goes back to what I was saying before. We think the things that get promoted, especially in the sports world are very, very narrow, right? Like we don't, I mean, unless something becomes drastic or it, they have to talk about it because this is just that big of a story, they won't. Things get swept under the rug. There are stories I just happen to catch, and I try to even try Googling it, and the shit's under wraps. So it, it's really part of this thing, for whatever reason in sports, like you can't talk about things entirely too much. I guess because with the Internet, you know, people have been coming out more and more and saying things, and people, you know, I guess, a lot of these leagues want to keep shit, you know, to a minimum, especially the NCAA. You know, I think right. they go out of their way to try to minimize which stories come out. Um, and I and I, and I think the once these and the great thing about the internet is that now we can, as people of color uh, and black people in particular, we have more access to put out more evidence. You know what I mean? We have, right. you know, I looked at that NYPD thing. Remember the hashtag for NY, uh, NYPD? Yeah, my NYPD. My, which was the dumbest. I don't know what dumbass thought. No black people. No I hope they got fired because that was that was a stupid. <laughs> that, wait, that was a really dumb idea. Y'all remember that Christopher Dorner situation out here in L.A.? Yeah. The black guy that was k- killing all the cops. You know what that situation taught me? White people mm-hmm. hate cops. Nobody likes the fucking cops. So why would you do that? You know. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's these bizarre things that, you know, people do. But the thing is this, now because of the space that we have with the Internet, we can bring up these stories. So if NYPD is something fucking stupid like a hashtag, my NYPD, we can post all the pictures of them beating and arresting black people, and we're not just making up shit, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is I wonder if all this shit that happened is going to open up a bigger can of worms, like, if he's as tight with some of the other owners and they flat out turn their back on him and get him kicked out, I wonder if he's going to start saying shit and outing other people. And that's what doesn't, I want to see happen seem, too. I don't think so. That doesn't seem likely. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. He, he, still wants to, he still wants to maneuver in his circle. You know right. what I mean? They, the owners I mean, are going to be forced. They're forced to push him out because they won't have a league otherwise. So they don't have a choice. You know, they're going to have right. to push his ass out. But the question is, do y'all really think that's going to happen, though? Do y'all really think that they're going to really force him out? Yeah, they can. There's a, there's a they really can. It's, it's written in the. It was. It came out right before Silver's, uh, uh, Silver's press conference yesterday that in the NBA. No, I'm not asking. I'm not that, asking if they if they can. I'm asking, do you think it's going to happen? I know they can. But oh, I, think they really think I think they will. At at the very least, as a PR move, that. They're gonna to have to force him out. There's no way that they could survive this and let that and let that man stay in. Especially now that they know that players are willing to boycott, 
boycott games. Right. You know, and, 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 and with the amount Not of money that they, that, with the amount of money that they were, yeah, playoff games. With the amount of money that they were losing, and the fact that 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 sponsors took their sponsorships away from the Clippers, they're not gonna they're, they're not they're not gonna uh, risk losing all of that money just to keep the their league. homie in. Okay, they're not you know, gonna make money to lose money keeping them in. The other thing is that you know these they, they were t- I also heard people talking about if Donald Sterling won't sell, if they can't get him to sell, he fights it. That they would give the players an opportunity to leave the team. No, so, I, I thought I thought they I thought I, I, well, I thought Silver said that wasn't true because I thought he got I, oh, I, thought, I, I, I heard that question. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, I, he got he got asked that at the uh, at the as press conference yesterday, and he said that that wasn't really something that had been discussed or was really an option. Oh, okay. So give them all the opportunity to leave the team or certain yeah, players. To, yeah, 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 to make them free agents so they could go where they wanted. That, honestly, that he said he wouldn't make everybody free agents at once, but on a one-on-one basis, if a player really didn't want to play there or some other shit. It was like he said yes and no at the same time because the question was asked twice in two different ways. So. Okay, so you're saying yeah. that there there are actual specifics to that, so it's not necessarily a clear yes or no. It's more like there are these specific details to that. Yeah, I think it depends on the – I don't know. I think it depends on the player. Which is kind of fucked and up too, their, and probably their contract too. Yeah, um, that's what it comes down to. But either way, he's not going to have a league without sponsors. <laughs> you know, that's it's not going to. I mean, they're not going to have guys without sponsors. So they're going to lose. Exactly. He's, he, I, he's going to lose money on the Clippers, and the in the NBA risks losing a lot of money if they don't get rid of them. If he if they don't right. get rid of Sterling. So, I mean, the thing is, it seems based on what people in the league are saying, it sounds very likely. That Sterling is going to have to sell his team. Yeah. So I don't know whether that will will actually happen. There's no, as far as us knowing if it will actually happen. I mean, we're not psychics, so there's no way to say for one hundred percent sure. But I would definitely say, you know, upwards of ninety percent. Yeah. It's probably. And by and 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 the the other side of the I guess another side of this is that. You know, we have to. You know, they're all business owners, and business owners are naturally competitive. So we can't go into this thinking that just because they all own NBA teams that they're all just buddy buddy with each other. I mean, they're all extremely competitive by nature, also. So I'm sure that there are sure. there are also guys that don't like him and don't really give a shit what happens to him and really do want to see him gone. So that's that's another that's another thing we have to take into account. You know, they're not not. Just because they're all rich doesn't mean that they're all buddy buddy with each other. Right. Cool. Yeah, um, it'd be bad business because the Clippers already <laughs> lost all yeah. their sponsors as soon as right. it came out. Now, what if the, if the NBA's not going to risk losing all of their sponsors too, like as a whole? No. Right. And then right. players I mean, boycotting and shit, they don't want that. It's too much money. They're not. They're not going to do right. Right. Because you know, just doing real quick and selling the team. With the NBA, without Sprite ads being all over the goddamn thing, right? So they're not going to lose that. Because, mm-hmm. imagine, because imagine, and the NBA, the NBA, the the time between the championship and the start of next season for the is is shorter than any other league, I believe. The NBA ends in June, and like preseasons at the end of September, and they start in October. So imagine. By next season, you have you know if they don't get rid of them, you have all these players that are like, well, we're just not going to play. You have, and you actually Probably. do have, and you have, you have a, you have a league-wide boycott of players. 
to start off your season mm-hmm. and all the money that they're going to lose from that. Right. They, can go they, ahead no, and find they, they really have no choice. Oats and everything if they want to. There's huh? still going to be pennies on what they're going to lose. Huh? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed, agreed 110%. Uh, one of the other things that bugs me, they kind of, that kind of, that, that bugs me about this, um, in people's responses is, 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 and um, is that people seem to have this idea that sports is this po- is one is this post-racial realm, and that's part oh of the reason God. that that so that's part of the reason you know people act so surprised, and and I think part of the reason why um, they they don't really want to see articles regarding racism. Um, uh, racism when it comes to uh, the leagues and players and the relationships between um, all of them and whatnot. They seem to have this idea that you know, you know, once you enter, once you enter the league, you know, you get anywhere or everywhere, you know, solely based on your skill, which is true to some degree. And you know, they truly believe that you know everyone is just there and everyone's accepting and everyone is just cool, and that race doesn't really play a factor in anything. And as we've right. come to see time after time, with from everything from the Richie Incognito situation to this, is that it definitely plays a factor. It, it plays a role, and we can't just get by continuing well, to ignore the important conversation that we eventually are going to have to have regarding race and sports. You know what's funny? I remember uh, back when I was nannying for this crazy lady, and I call it, and that's what I just call her the crazy lady because she was insane. But um, one of the things she used to say, she was a bleeding heart liberal. And in California, it's hard to explain that to people who aren't in California. These are like, you know, okay, you hear about those those white people who do nothing but wear yoga pants and shop at Whole Foods and eat, you know, <laughs> the most random herbs they found there. Um, mm-hmm. She was we that. Too. Yeah, well, she's that one, uh, <laughs> a hundred times worse. I mean, when I say 100 times worse, we're talking 100 times worse, and she was a lunatic, and she believed in this space. And let me put it like this. One of the things that she told me was that she originally, she was a single mom. Uh, she had twin boys through egg and sperm donor, and she said she originally wanted a black sperm donor so she could teach her children that race doesn't matter. These are the kind of white people I'm talking about. So she says to me about sports, she says, oh, I love sports. And she did love sports. She was always talking about sports. And I asked her once, so why are you so into sports? And she said, oh, because it's the one thing I can listen to that doesn't make me upset about race and gender issues. And I'm thinking to myself, how the hell do you do that in sports? I'm thinking NBA, NFL. I can think of all kinds of gender and race problems, <laughs> you know, in, in sports. Like it was just kind of buggy. It was kind of interesting to me that she really took – and I, I found out later from other people – and not even just white people, that they really do look to sports to be that space where they don't have to have the Fox News and the MSNBC discussion. They, they really do look to sports for, for that reason. The problem, though, is that it means that people ignore the problems that actually do exist. It means that we ignore players because, because players supposedly, and, and most of them do, make tons of money, we assume that, well, they don't have any problems with race. They have tons of money because we still believe that race, that class is uh, – a bigger issue than race, and I've never been one to subscribe to that theory. I know people say it, but I don't subscribe to it um, because I think class and race, while they intersect, they still uh, are they're still big problems, uh, both race and uh, class issues. But because they get paid so much money, they we get upset if they compare anything they do to slavery. We get upset. Um, 
even though slavery was bad, not just because people didn't get paid, but that's a whole other topic. Um, and I think that people look to sports to be this race-free zone, and there's all these layers of problems. It's more than just, you know, a couple of issues, Donald Throne says something racist, or Richie Incognito says something racist, or whatever. It's bigger than that. It's, it's right. talking about an actual system. And I think the Donald Sterling thing exemplified how that looks, right? It looks like a very plantationary place. And I heard Jamel Hill say this, too. It's a very plantation-type thinking, right? His guy, he owns, he said this himself. He feeds these people. He clothes these people, these black people. You know what I mean? He makes sure these people are taken care of, and that's what he does as a nice owner, <laughs> you know, with his uh, black girlfriend who, for some reason, in his head, he seems to think she's white. I have not figured this out. I'm looking at pictures of this girl. You can look no at her and see that she's black, or she has some black in there. She don't look nowhere near no damn white. Right? <laughs> she has brown I thought she was Mexican. She looks yeah, like I thought Mexican. she's half. She's half. Half black, half Mexican. Half black, no, well, half she, Mexican. well, she's half Mexican, half black, but I thought she was Mexican when I looked at her, and her last name is Stefiano, so... This is the thing. She looked, I mean, she looks Mexican and black to me, but if she told me she was just Mexican, I really would have just assumed she was a black Mexican because they exist. Um, yeah. But either way, the thing is, this girl's obviously not white, but in his mind, you know, he's, I don't know if he thinks she's white or what the fuck is going on in his head. He just said that shit. But he has his black girlfriend or half-black girlfriend with, uh, or supposedly that's not his girlfriend, but I don't buy that shit because she says you're in love with me um, in the audio. But, um he said he's got this half-black girlfriend, and he owns these, this team full of black players, and I think he has four black coaches. Um, and it's just very plantation-y, right? And it's just this mentality of I own these people, I take care of these people. Even though I'm a racist, I still have this black girlfriend, which the other thing people trip me out when they said that how could he be racist his girlfriend is black and Mexican, which I still scratch my head if people don't realize you can be racist and be in a relationship with someone who, you know, a different right. race. but. You can called, you can date black fetish. people and still have awful views on black people. It's totally possible. I've seen them. I've seen them in the black atheist group, but that's a whole other topic. Yep. How many slave owners <laughs> rape their slaves? You know what I mean? like, right. How many? He said, "How many slave owners rape their slaves?" Like, if your dick gets hard, your dick gets hard, regardless. So, right. Whatever. But because you're an asshole, rapist, disgusting human being. Yeah. That's really what hey Vita. Yeah, what's up? Did you did you read the feministing article on that? No. What is? I, honestly, I haven't. What, what did they say? If you go to my Twitter, there's um, I retweeted feministing's article on it. Basically, it was um, talking about how all these um, Donald Trump and all these conservatives are blaming the girlfriend, and the, you know he just got mixed up with a really bad girlfriend and. And she, you know, she took a private conversation, made it public, and just a bunch of bullshit. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that, that's that. the other layer to this that's been annoying as fuck, is that people people, people are treating her actions as if they are as bad or worse than what the fuck he said. And they, they, they're right. name-calling. They have all of these awful things to say to say about this woman and completely like, oh, yeah, well, you just say something racist. But anyway, this bitch right here did this, did X, Y, and Z. Blah. I'm like, right. for real? Like, oh, yeah. keep your eyes on the prize. With, like, like how are you, you, know, you can't just bypass what Sterling said and be like, yeah, well, she's a gold digger and and she did this and she should, it was a private conversation. 
Like well, that, that shit off, bugs me out. I had someone on my wall defending that, uh, defending that shit earlier, talking about well, it was a private conversation. Why should he lose his property for a private conversation that that broad recorded? First of all, let's just people wow. don't even fuck with stories, okay? From what her attorney is saying, and if you listen to the audio tape, and in my opinion, and um, Bruce uh, from Reality Is Real, who's off, who's on my show, he uh, also pointed this out. Well, actually, while he was listening to it, he said, it sounds like Donald Sterling knows that he's being recorded because of the, he really toes the line. Notice he never says, I hate minorities or anything like that. He doesn't say they stink and all that he said in those, those depositions. He said, minorities are fabulous. I mean, he was very much toning the line in that audio. So it wouldn't be right. surprising that he knew he was recorded. I'm pretty sure he knew he was recorded. Then, the, then on top of that, the attorney said, there was another person in that room while it was being recorded. So we don't even actually have evidence that this girl is the one that released it or she was the only one who had it. So right. people so people are start accusing her of saying them they need to first of all decide on what the facts are before they start accusing her of shit, number one. Number two, even if she did, I don't care if she recorded that shit wrong and it was wrong and it was illegal, whatever the fuck, the point is he said the shit. That's the problem. I don't I mean if he got problems with his girl, he got problems with his girl. I can give a fuck about that. I don't feel like his girlfriend. What I gave a fuck about was the statements that were made on that audio tape. That ended up right. highlighting all the other racist shit he did and said. So that's the problem. Not her. Fuck her. <laughs> and uh, you know what's funny? She actually, her and her attorney actually deny that she released the tape. Right. I actually read that. I read that right before I got right before we got on air that they they did not they deny that she's the one who released it. In fact, she said she was devastated it got released. Right. She and was devastated at his really, and penalty. As <laughs> and as silly as she sounded in that damn audio, I kind of believe her. Because she sounded like she was willing to forget the fact that he was a racist jerk. Talking, she even talked about getting rid of the blackness out of her skin, not only out of her Instagram, but her skin as well. What kind of crazy, dizzy chick is this? So I kind of believe but my thing, really thing was that My thing was that she, um, she said all that, and then I read an article that said, that she had allegedly said in some deposition because, you know, the wife is suing her. Right. Like, they're going through, the estranged the wife, they're going through a divorce. She's suing her saying that she duped him, that she duped Sterling out of money. Like, she took advantage of him and took got, got millions of dollars from him. In the deposition, it says supposedly that she, supposedly she said that he she was Sterling's sugar baby for, like, four years. I don't see why she would release tapes to want in that. But at the same time, if she was being sued by the wife, then there is a possibility that maybe that happened because well, maybe she released him because of that. That's the spin, though, right? That's the spin. It's, that's part yeah. of the whole make her look bad so that way we can prove that this she was just mistreating Mr. Sterling. He's the real victim here. That's all that is. Because, honestly, yep. if she's getting sued or not, I don't see how that tape will necessarily help her. And she's trying to dumb I mean, I'm not, I'm not really, I, I'm not really caring either way. It's just funny to me how the wife. It's funny. What's funny about that to me is how is the, how the wife is suing. She was already suing her before this tape came out. Why are you suing her for getting money from him when he was obviously giving her money? She was obviously a sugar baby or a mistress or whatever the case may be. And you're suing her, saying that she took advantage of him. He that makes no man, sense to me. He, She's trying to get money. I mean, that's a whole hurt lover, scorned lover thing. You know, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I think it's pretty 
irrelevant. I mean, and that's not to be fucked up about her situation, but I also hear the fact that his wife is just as fucking racist. In fact, she I heard is. something. Yeah. There was an article she, today. She, she, was yeah, today. she was going around. She was going around going to these. Uh, apartment, these apartment, apartment buildings, and yeah. acting like an inspection person to find out the 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 race of the people that were that were living that were living in these places. Right. So she wow. She's just as racist. Right. Yeah. She she released that little punk ass statement, that little fake ass yeah. statement she released. That shit made me laugh. But, but, you, but you know what? You know what else happened? Then right after she right after she released that statement, the very next day, I think it was Sunday night, that they, they got a video of the two of them leaving some restaurant, and she is you can see her blurting out, "Oh, it's not true. He's not a racist." And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw so that." So what's up with that statement you released yesterday? You know what's funny? She could even let, she could even let that shit ride out for like a long time. Right? Like you, you were just at you were just at courtside, dressed in all black, talking about you know, you know I don't share his me and my and my children don't share his views. Get the fuck out of here! You know, yeah, then, and you then know they what? got videotape of you sent you with him saying that he's not a racist. They might be. They might be seen. Uh, like 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 Noah said, the dude's about a sneeze away from dying. Anyways, they don't remember what they did last week. So you know, this the other thing that's bugging me about these this conversation, or other things that are coming up in the conversation regarding um, this uh, Sterling thing, is the, are these constant comments like he, <laughs> he's not racist. These don't. This doesn't reflect who he really is. No, I think it pretty accurately reflects who he is, and it's pretty clear he's a racist. Like, what evidence is like people like that who say Donald Sterling isn't racist, but this isn't evidence that he's a racist. I always wonder, what do you need to prove that someone's a racist? Like, nothing. I mean, Allegiant. you don't want your girlfriend to bring <laughs> black people to like to have friends with black people in public. That's not racist. Okay, you don't want black people or Mexicans or Latinos. Uh, to live in your building because they're lazy or they attract vermin or whatever. That's not racist. So please explain to me what constitutes someone being racist if those things are not factors because apparently there are white people who think this. Oh, he, it's, he don't know exactly racist. It's because he didn't say he hated them because of their race. That's why. <laughs> oh, he has to say that. If he doesn't say that, he, he has to outright. He just has to say that he hates them because they're black and then he's racist. Otherwise, we don't know. We don't really know. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, oh, we that's, haven't even touched on the NAACP yet, you guys. Oh, oh, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I need to sit down for this. And yeah, y'all, 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 need, y'all need to excommunicate them from L.A. and send them elsewhere or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these y'all folks. These are your people of color. These are your colored people. They try to advance us. National. What is the national? When was the last time them, them niggas was relevant? Like when was the last Man. time they did they did some shit that you really <laughs> no. gave a fuck about? No, no. I asked the same question in my you know, expose. No, they, I'm they, you. they have those. But <laughs> you know, I do. I do like those awards. Like they give. Black TV shows awards and shit. What's the main? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's a, that, 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 that was the, the only thing I did. The yeah. They had the image awards. That's the only time I ever even pay attention to NAACP, and I didn't even watch that shit. I just, oh, the image awards are coming on. 
Oh, yeah. someone won. <laughs> awesome. Why are you talking all the way over there like okay. they can hear you? My point is that they have not, when was the last time they did anything, they were on any issue that was relevant, civil rights issues, gay rights, um, the environmental justice, none of that. I just saw an article the other day for the first time ever about the NAACP is doing something about environmental justice. It is 2014. It's 2014, and y'all are just now acknowledging this shit when pollution and all that shit affects a large majority of African Americans and and Mexicans and other Latinos and minorities. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, black folks don't get nowhere on time. That's why. That's why they just getting around to it. (laughs) Whatever. You know what? You're racist. You know what? A lot of, but you know, a lot of organizations and black organizations. This is from me doing my community organizing. Um, you'll find find a lot of black organizations or people of color organizations are usually ahead of everything, right? It's kind of we were talking about before about Jamel Hill and Bomani Jones saying putting on Dallas Williams was racist a long time ago. A lot of this shit that people in NLSP is late always, but outside of them, most black organizations that actually do shit are ahead of the curve. People, a, a lot of black and Latino organizations out here in L.A. were talking about the school-to-prison pipeline back when everybody was talking about uh, college entrance. And they were like, wait a minute, college? We can't get our kids out of high school without going to prison. So <laughs> so a lot of these organizations are actually way ahead of the game. NAACP, on the other hand, they like to they hop on what's popular, right? I mean, they're about the dollars. And I hate to say it like that, but they are. I mean, because it makes them look good. Because the more money they have, the more they can posture themselves. It's not really about advancing black people because they ain't advanced shit. They've been around for how long? And how how many successes can you really say that they've had in the past 20 years? Let's name one. I'll take, I'll wait. Name one. Dun, 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 <laughs> I mean, and, and that's not that they don't have, and they, and they might have a couple here and there. They might have a few, but we can't name them because they don't do shit, really. They don't, and if they are doing a little bit of something, like they, you know, maybe they opened up, or they put some dollars into some local shit. But as far as anything massive, they don't do anything. We don't even hear from them until something like this pops up. And right. even then, no, and then, and then they have all this whole time. this whole little Christian thing where they talk about like they talk about um what did he say? He said oh uh, he, the um, forgiveness yeah. Yeah, Leon Jenkins, he said, God teaches us to forgive, and the way I look at it, after a sustained period of proof to the African-American community that those words don't reflect his heart, I think there's room for forgiveness. I wouldn't be a Christian if I said there wasn't. You don't hear something funny? I don't even know any black Christians fell for that bullshit. They were like, what? Forgiveness? My ass. (laughs) I'm not forgiving shit. I said that yesterday. I ain't forgiving that nigga for shit. I'm not forgiving. I, I don't give a fuck what's in his heart. I don't give a fuck. He could donate $50 million to every HBCU in this damn country, and I would still think he's a racist piece of shit, and I wouldn't forgive him for a goddamn thing. Because you the have crazy sin. part is this. They gave him an award. What? NAACP gave him an award a long time ago. I think it was, like, back in 2009, right? Then yeah. the article. Then they wrote an article justifying the shit. Oh, we're giving. We have, we know all this racist stuff, but you know he's got other good stuff. So we want to give him an award anyway. Then they this shit comes out and they're like, oh, he's not going to get the award. Then 
homeboy come, we got to forgive him because he's he going to give us some money. So we got to forgive him. Get the fuck out of here. Hit me, right? You can't just right. buy, just buy forgiveness. You know, forgive him for what? How about this? How about he opens up some of those buildings and opens up low-income housing in South L.A.? I still wouldn't forgive him, but it's a start. We need some housing. He ain't opened up none of the housing out here. I'm just saying, like, there's shit that, that to me would be way more meaningful than sponsoring some bootleg-ass dinner that you can invite a few of your families to. That's some bullshit. But the thing that, the Vita, Vita, though, the thing that kills me about his whole little statement is the fact that you really just don't give a fuck, do you, how you look or how you, these are the people that are supposed to represent (laughs) us. And you really just, you really are just about that cash, though. Right. Because you right. you are willing to forgive this man, and it's not just like this is the first offense. This is like the 23rd, 50th offense, and you are really just like, I'm sorry, I just can't do this whole forgiveness shit. Like, I, I, I'm tired of people, like, I get tired of Christians especially, this whole forgiveness thing, like it's a virtue, like, you know, like, the the victim or the person who's injured is supposed to take all this responsibility on and forgive because that's what Jesus would do or some bullshit. I don't know. I don't get that. I'm I'm not for that shit at all. I'm not for right. it. Either. I don't even you know, you know Yep. If anything, homeboy homeboy Sandman should have wrote that article about the leader of the NAACP. We gonna call anybody cowards. Exactly. You know, who the exactly. fuck is, I'm, not to be rude, who the fuck is Homeboy Sandman? Like, it's one of those names <laughs> that I feel like I hear, and I just never listen to their music. Why do I give a fuck about his he, opinion? He, right. He's just some hipster, some indie hipster underground rapper that people gravitate to because he's not Lil Wayne or, you know, Drake or anybody like that. And so they think he's, you know, Mr. Super Deep because of his vocabulary and nah, his beat choices know, and all of no, that. That's all, that's, that's all he is. No, we need I, I'd rather hear comments from people who, one, I know who the fuck they are. That's one. Um, but, also, <laughs> but also, you know, like, I, like Killer Mike is somebody I think we might give an interesting statement because he seems to think about things. I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with a lot of what he says. But I think he's black until he actually thinks about shit. And he's somebody I right. think most people would. He's a, he's a political. He has a political mindset. He talks about that shit. And we know who the fuck he is. Who the fuck is homeboy fans? I don't know. Or just or even right. people who are. So you know, what about basketballers that are Clippers fans that are in L.A.? You know, people like that. Who, why do they get these interviews with these random ass nobodies? And and is it was it was he like the the homeboy of the person who wrote the article? Like I'm trying to figure out why the fuck I give a shit about homeboy fans. All of this is, hey, guys, I know a black guy, and he raps. He can talk. That's basically all it is. He's just a resident black guy. That's all. And you know, people, I wrote this, I said this the other day. People love to hear shit that tears black folks down. They feed off of that shit. They love hearing shit when people chastising black people for any reason whatsoever. They get off on that shit. That's why That's why I saw people posting this and talking about, oh, I love this. Oh, this is a great article. And I'm like, no, this this is some bullshit. This is some fake, deep, hotep bullshit. And you just like it because exactly. you like anything that chastises black folks because you think it's our, it's our own responsibility to fix all of these fucking problems in this country. Right. I mean, and that's the truth, right? Like, if, as long as someone is saying something 
that puts us down or says that we're somehow something's wrong with us, even though this guy's a racist. So something's wrong with us because we allow racist shit to happen to us. So this is all our fault. Right. Don't you see how you made me hit you? You made me choke you? You made me do this. I hate that. It bugs the shit out of me. Like, it's just a, honestly, it's just another way to victim blame. Whenever we're the ones who are suffering from something, somehow it's always our fault because we didn't do enough. We weren't right. doing enough. That's victim blaming. It's the same thing. I did this. You made, you made me do this to you. Or you're the reason why you're having these problems right now. You caused right. this. You caused racists to, to exist and to oppress you. It's your fault. As though, because apparently black people have not been fighting against shit forever. You just, you just pointed out Jamel Hill and Bamani Jones. I'm sure other uh, sports people have talked about Donald Sterling before, but what happened to those stories? That's our fault? Not because we didn't say anything? No. Yep. People have been... I, you know, I'm sure people have been saying to me for a long time, but who controls the media? Who controls what voices get heard? That's just exactly. Exactly. The craziest thing I saw Bomani say yesterday is that his own editor didn't even read it until just now, until just when everybody went, was, was finding out all this stuff and they went and looked back and actually saw what he said. The, only, right. the person who's supposed to look over it before it goes to print didn't even really look at what was being said. Wow. Wow. That's fucked up. Because nobody gives a damn about a nigga with a voice. An intelligent nigga with a voice yeah, like that. They don't, yeah, as I said earlier, black voices, they, they love to silence black voices when, when, we, when, when, we first crash, when we first point stuff out. They ain't really listening. Only time they, they care about they the really listen is making the money in music. That's it. That's it. Exactly. If it doesn't make them money, it doesn't matter. So it's just it's crazy. And that's the truth. So. This is crazy. The the best response I saw it's the homeboy's Sammy's article was more pissed off uh, I get. What 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 you say? I said it's angry. The more I listen to it, the more pissed off I get. Uh huh. You and me it's both. Frustrating. So. You and me both. Um, before we continue, uh, just for, if it, uh, anyone who's listening in right now, if you got a comment or whatever, you know, we're on. We're still. Well, we'll probably just be on here for not too much longer. But if you got a comment or some shit, uh, you can call on in, or, or if you're already on the line, just press one three one zero nine eight two forty two seventy three. Okay, well, actually, never mind, because it looks like no one of them are about to bounce. Y'all still here? Yeah. Yeah, we would just leave. We would just quick. <laughs> you made <laughs> it sound, you made it sound like it was just like, well, we're done here. <laughs> no, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to let you know. You see how you put me out there like that, all in, all in front of everybody? And sh- no. I just wanted to let you know, so... so you know, it wouldn't have to be awkward like this. <laughs> Noah, just so you know, Noah, you would have never had this problem with me. That's all I have to say. See, Damn. here we go. <laughs> see, you about to go? You about to go off topic? See, this why? See, this why these girls can't have nothing. See, I'm about to put. I'm about to put Vita on mute because she don't know how to handle. She don't know how to handle this. The mic. They they should have never gave you niggas privileges. <laughs> Ooh, shit. You are so wrong. You don't take that, Vita? The instigator. <laughs> you don't take that shit, Vita? 
I'm gonna remember I that. Take that shit if I you. Next time he's on my show, he's gonna be making a real good point, and I'm gonna just hit mute on his ass. And he's gonna be like, "What?" He gonna go back and listen to the audio. Like, wait, what the fuck happened? I was making a good point. Like, nah, bro. Damn, she gonna do you like Foxwood. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all it's all good it's all good it's all good I got I got the ill co-host so she can fire she can fire shots but they ain't making no impact. I'm just saying these things wouldn't have happened now. However, however he wants to look at it, you know, is up to him. Arms too short, the box with the G. Ooh, shit! <laughs> I'm gonna stop investigating now. No, you I good. have to love investigating. I'm being at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're just we're just we're just clowning, just clowning. Oh, shit. I think I started a mini fights off of doing shit like that. Like, oh shit, damn! I'm gonna take that shit. Mm-mm, couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna let him say that though? You gonna let him say that though? Damn, I thought higher of you. Shit. <laughs> Instigating is fun. Oh, Instigating is, is great. It's a side I mean, Yeah, just a side, just another side note. Y'all remember that? Y'all, y'all remember that the, uh, that D12 song, Instigator? Yes, yes, I do. I forgot about that whole. I forgot about that whole damn album. That album was good, man. I love that album, personally. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a pretty solid album. Uh, Devil Hills, that had uh, Pistol Pistol yeah, on yeah. that joint. Uh, Revelation, Fight Music, Couple Pills. Yep. Purple Pills is on there. Purple that, was dope, that, was a dope, that really was a dope-ass album, now I think about it. It was a crazy, weird, sick shit on it, but, I mean, that's it was Yeah, that's, the, that's, yeah, that's just the Detroit rap scene. That's just, you know, that's that was just the kind of shit that they rapped about. I went back and listened to a couple battles from, like, the 90s and shit, and like that... Like, you could have you picked... There were a hundred different M&Ms with black faces. He got picked out because primarily he was white. I mean, he was dope. Don't get me wrong, but there were plenty. Yeah. <laughs> there were plenty of other other rappers in in Detroit, you know, saying a lot of the same shit. Because each city has its own culture, except for Milwaukee. So, you know, they have a style. So it makes sense. I was yeah, you find one white dude who can do this. Yeah, we yeah we about, to, we about to get back. It was I just I just went off topic for a half second. That was not no half second. I like how you exaggerate. Oh, no, we're, we're about to head out. No. It's all, no, no, it's all good. I mean, we're going to get off air in a bit. We, I was going to get off air whenever Noah and Ever were about to leave. Um, oh, well, oh, because I ain't important? You, you can't do a show nah, with me? Nah, nigga, you, you ain't going to insult me on my show and then try to be a guest host. <laughs> Part of the game is this. I think that's what he was saying. Part of the game is this. This is what happened on my show. Oh, you're leaving? Why? Get out of here. I, I was just playing before. I, I, I know. Playing. We can talk about that. I got a lot to say. You know I do. Uh, oh, I know. I mean, so, well, someone in Black Atheist wanted us to touch on something else. Uh, I don't think we'll do it tonight. We'll probably do it on the show next week. What was it? Yeah. Uh, the Nigerian Girls. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that like the most devastating story ever right now? Right. I'm not a little bit. That's really frightening. 
But before I get off before I get off air, let me just go off slightly off topics. Maybe this will make Vita a little this probably make Vita a little angry, topic. I don't know. So anyways, on the news today, we just found out that somebody got shot downtown, Milwaukee. This is this is Milwaukee news. And apparently it was a homeless man. And the cop says that he took the baton, he took, he tried to take his baton. So somehow there was a scuffle that ensued, and he ended up shooting him between five and eight times. Yeah. What? And the man is dead now. Yeah, that shit happened today. What? See, that's why motherfuckers don't like cops. That's right? why motherfuckers don't like cops. Because the first thing these motherfuckers do is shoot. Let me tell you something. If, you, if somebody's trying to grab something on me, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, you're, you're a trained. You're a trained officer. You're not trained to... to exactly. You know, to to injure and not kill. Them. Right. It'll be a whole lot you to kill. The problem is how they're trained. You know, this that's the problem. And I really want to get this book. If I, can, I can never remember the name of this damn book. But it's a book of, basically about uh, policing in the United States and how the training has just gone out of control. And a lot of it is just to fuel the prison system. And it's to the point where... They're not even just targeting black males anymore. They're targeting everybody, immigrants, women, women of color, poor white people. Like, it's just getting really out of hand. I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't out of hand when it was just black people, but it's just like their policing has just gone ridiculous because now they're killing innocent people. Remember those ladies whose car got shot up because they were looking for Christopher Dorner? Yeah. Because these motherfuckers are trigger happy. They're trigger happy. So, the yeah. thing that gets me the most is this guy was homeless, right? <clears throat> this Okay, let's, let's put it in perspective. The guy, the officer has been on the force for 13 years. So you're not a newbie, you know what I'm saying? I don't even expect that from a newbie cop, but I can kind of see it if it was somebody who was, like, on the force for a week, okay? You have a bum, okay, a homeless man. One, how does he get your baton from you, your nightstick from you? All right, that's what I want to know. You pulled it out. What made you pull a nice guy and a homeless guy in the first place? That's one. Because he was too close to him. Two. <laughs> he was, he I mean, okay, I, I understand. He didn't want to catch the homeless. Yeah, right. Okay, so dude pulls the baton out. Then somehow, from what he says, the homeless guy got his nice stick from him and hit him upside the head with it. The people who actually somewhat saw it, said that the homeless guy was at some distance from him and was running at him with the nightstick. Therefore, if he had got away from him, he could have tased him easy, easy, and just put his old, old ass out, right? If he was old, right. He ran at him with the baton, dude opens fire on him and let out of almost ten rounds, ten shots at him. Then when people finally saw him, he was standing over him, pointing the gun at him when he was already dead. So, wow. Yeah, that happened at 3.30 today. And it's funny, the funniest thing is, a couple hours before that, we were just in that area. Like, we were just right over where it happened. With our little boy walking around downtown Milwaukee on some cool shit. So, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, that shit bothered me. I know it's off topic as fuck, but it's, it kind of No, is. no, it's fine. It's, I mean, it's, it's off right. topic to a degree. But if you're talking about race and race relations, that's what, I mean, not even just race, but just cops and shit, you know, just community yeah. shit, like some fucking crazy shit. Like, this is, right. it's insane to me that we, that cops are like this. Like, 
we just – and the thing is, I think people are complacent with it as long as they aren't the victims. It's like, oh, well, they're protecting mm-hmm. me from all these bad people. Obviously, this homeless person was a threat. I mean, come on. But that's the, thing that, but that's the thing that bothers me the most. Like, first it happened, anybody is bad, right? But the fact of the matter is, this is a homeless person. Like, what threat really is a homeless person other than to himself? Like, really? First of all, why are we okay. fucking with people on the street? I mean, we, if right. we not fuck with homeless I see them fuck with homeless people. I see them do the shit. Motherfuckers yep. camp somewhere, minding their goddamn business, under the freeway, trying to eat, grill them something to eat. Here come the cops. They just want to talk. It's not funny, but you're making it sound funny, Vita. Stop it. You just be more serious. <laughs> I'm over here laughing. I'm trying not to. Point is, look, they mind their business under the freeway, doing their thing, trying to survive. You know, you, I, I want to number one ask motherfucker, ask the cop, what do you want this person to do? What do you want to do? For the record, you have some cool ass homeless people. We get heckled. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's talking about sitting under bridges, grilling this shit. That's luxury. You walk over to some whole other shit. <laughs> like one, one. Well, hold on, hold on. One, they come at everybody. Like they'll come at you three times, and they they recognize you. Like I know you just said no, but you possibly ask them again, type shit. Like they're well, I mean, they're they're on it. I mean, we get that here too. But when I see cops fucking with homeless people, it's usually them not doing anything to anybody. Like it's like they're yeah. but they don't like space that they're in. Like, they're, you're not supposed to be at this park sleeping. Where the fuck am I supposed to sleep then? You tell me. You know, I just want to ask. Right. Like, where the fuck are you supposed to sleep? Do they go to the shelter, they get turned away because there's no more room. Or right, exactly. Whatever is. And you know what I mean? And then we want to know why they're sleeping outside, why they're hungry, why they got a cardboard box, why they're grilling under the freeway. I mean, what do you think? How are they going to survive every day? They got to live. The fact, the fact of the matter is, is that people, the the reason they make all these laws and they crim, they want to criminalize the homeless is because I'm not gonna lie. When I walk past a homeless person, I feel bad, and I'll be wanting to see that shit. And I don't want to criminalize, and I don't think it's right to criminalize them. But that's that's really what it is. They don't want to admit that, but really what it is that they want their city to look pretty, and they don't want people to know that all oh, these people, how bad it really is. Like all oh, these people are homeless. They don't have. We don't have a place for them here. They they want to they want to drive them out and make it seem like shit's all good. Right. We saw homeless kids, fam. Yeah, we. We seen homeless kids in this city, and they'll roam together, like like stray cats, fam. <laughs> Not to be funny, but I swear to God, we saw a group of like five or six kids homeless, dirty as hell, and they don't want you to see shit like that. I mean, seriously, how can you penalize a homeless person? They ain't got no money to pay no fine. You put them in jail, that shit, they'd be happy. Shit, I've heard of homeless people here who would do shit just to get arrested so they have a place to sleep at night. Right. I mean, it's always sad when you live in a country when, where, where shit like that happens. You know, they, the they want to claim America. And a lot of them are older people, and a lot of them are veterans, too. So, yeah. and it bothers me because my dad was a veteran and my uncles were veterans. And they turned out okay, you know, for the most part. But there are also people out there who've done all this fucked up shit. Because, one, the government don't give a damn about anybody at any time. So let's just put that out there. You can go out there and damn near lose your life and come back and become homeless quick, and they don't give a damn about you. They're starting to do things to change a little bit, but it's not nowhere near enough because there's still too many homeless people out here. Most of them are old. Like, we were on the bus plenty of times and hear motherfuckers freaking out about war shit. 
that's like a daily thing for us over here. So we have a, it's, a, it's, it's a whole problem with the country, though, as far as, like, the homeless thing. But the fact of the matter is I'm right. off topic. You shot a homeless dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> he, didn't have a, he didn't have a gun. He didn't have a, any he didn't weapon. He didn't have any weapon. You've been on the force for 13 years, and it took you five to ten shots to take him down? The only thing he could have attacked you with was funk. All right. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a serious matter. I'm, I'm really trying to laugh. It's true. Right. It packs a punch. <laughs> 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 How did you not just tase this man? You know what I'm saying? You have weapons that aren't lethal for a reason. Okay. He took your baton. What happened was he, the guy probably did take the baton from him because he probably came at him kind of sideways. Okay, I can see it being a dude who suffers from post-traumatic stress and a bunch of other shit, and he was homeless, and he snapped. Don't, he let, th- it, don't let it have been a black dude. The city will go down. Yeah, exactly. We're segregated here. Oh, yeah, we're segregated. Fuck it. Don't let it have been a black homeless dude, because it's about to go down here. Okay. So we don't know what race this guy was or anything. They haven't, identified, they haven't identified him at all. He's homeless. So basically you have... This dude, okay, he got your baton. Let's say that happened. I don't see how a, a homeless dude is going to unarm you of a baton in the first place. All right, let's put that out there. I think, personally, I think it's some bullshit. I think dude did something or said something. He didn't like He shot and killed this man, and he, and he, and he framed it, personally. Because we have that shit all the time here. And the thing is, because he's homeless, who's going to give it down? Unless people rise up and say something in protest. He's probably, just like prostitutes and everything else, if he, he shot this man, he's probably thinking, oh, he's homeless. Don't nobody give a fuck about him. Right? Right. Plain and simple. So, this guy, what, what stopped you from pulling out your, your taser and tasing this man instead of going off and, and, and putting ten shots into him? Like, seriously, even if you were going to shoot your pistol, if, let's say that was the closest thing you had to you get this man off. You can get this man one time and stop him. If you shoot a man right. in his knee, he's going down. Regardless, shoulder, he's going down regardless. And then you can take control of the situation from there. You shot this man ten times. That was out of anger. That wasn't out of fear. No, yeah, I, this is I agree. Topic. I'm sorry. No, no, it you're just, fine. It just me. It's been on my mind know, all day. Huh? I understand. But you know what? Cops are reactive, not proactive. And that's why. Exactly. He probably got mad. He, just, he got mad and let, it was like he got mad and realized that, well, I got a gun. He, you know, he had a fallback option. I got a gun, so fuck mm-hmm. it. You gonna take my baton? I'm gonna take his life. This homeless ass motherfucker disarmed me. Yeah, and no, and he knows okay, no one cares, so he can get he can get away with it at that. And then they said they made this whole big thing like, yes, they rushed the uh, officer to the hospital for head injuries. From a damn. I swear to God, they're like a wooden a wooden nightstick. They rushed him to the hospital. They made it sound so dramatic, like. Like, dude got his ass whooped. Like, all right, nah, yeah, dude, this nigga got a splinter time. and had I'm to go sure to the hospital. I'm pretty sure your finger was quite all right. His hat fell off and shit. Yeah, his hat fell off. Right? That's like, oh, my God. You saw the ball. Yeah, one of, his bu- one of the buttons flew off his shirt. Damn, right? take him in. And the thing oh that pisses me God. off about the whole situation is there are a lot of fucked up cops. I mean, there are some cool ones. I've met some cool ones. But there are so many fucked up cops that it taints everything. You know what I'm saying? I've had cops come to me and be like, you know, I'm going to leave you alone. But I'm telling you, there's some people out here that I know personally who are racist, and they'll do this, and they'll do this, and they'll do this. I've had cops tell me that. I try my dentist to, I, out. I try my dentist to avoid cops. So, therefore, I know that there's some good cops out there because they'll, they'll, they'll tell you shit like that. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I watch out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> like when you got arrested out. Yeah. Okay, just put on blast. I got arrested. Okay, I got arrested, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got arrested out of Menominee Falls here, which is like a suburb. And the uh, lady, it was, a, it was a female cop. And well, I got pulled over. Yeah, yeah. The same day. No, I got pulled over. The, the, the whole incident was yeah. from her getting pulled over. Anyways, it was a, 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 a female officer and a male officer, and they took me down because of, of, of a, a ticket that I had that I didn't even know existed, but whatever. Yeah, it, tur- it turned into a warrant. Okay, whatever. They took me down, and they were real cool. They were like, yeah, I would have let you go, especially since you just got fired or whatever, so I feel bad for you, but... I ran, in, I ran your name and everything that came, so I have to take you down. And they were just giving me a, telling me plenty of stories that happened in Menominee Falls with certain people that they didn't like. They wouldn't mention by name. So I don't know why these motherfuckers were talking to me in the first place. I'm in the backseat like, damn, y'all are talking way too much. There's y'all no warning you. Stay out the town. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, my whole point is I've met some cool cops. Not all of them are bad, but just most of them. <laughs> yeah. No, I always say cops, cops, cops individually may not be racist, but the the police force as an, as an organization it has been racist historically. Oh hell yeah, most definitely. And the thing that the, the thing is too, you have good cops who get corrupted one, or just get cynical and just and just don't give a fuck anyway and turn just as bad as the other cops are too. So I think that right. some cops forget that their job is to protect people, not to arrest people. They get hung up on the power part of it. Like, I can arrest you. I can shoot you. I can do this. I can do that. Rather than the fact that they're supposed to be keeping the peace and protecting everybody. That's their right. person. But it's a certain type. It's a certain type of people who want to go to the military and, and fight wars and shit. And a lot of times those are the same people who go into the police force, too. It's a type. A lot of them have issues, personal issues, the reason why they want to go towards those type of jobs anyway. And they've been studies done on that. There are there are types that go towards jobs like that. Most of the time, they're not that educated. They're not the brightest person. Okay, at some time in their life, they felt powerless, and they love the power. And what's more powerful than having a gun that you can shoot legally? I've actually heard that before. I think there are studies on that. Yeah. On law yeah. enforcement. Those who go into law enforcement, because, I mean, there's studies on people that go on in almost any profession. But I feel like I, especially the part about feeling powerless, and as far as the intelligence part, I don't know. I think that probably varies depending on the type of position that you get in the police force, similar to the military. But um, as far as um, the, uh, the, feeling, the feeling, feelings of powerlessness, um, you'll find, it's, I think there were studies that were saying things like a lot of them got picked on it when they were younger, and, they right. you know, they started getting into more physical activity, and that was part of, the, it's basically, you know, and it's funny because people that I know that are cops, like people I went to high school with, they are like they definitely have that cop mentality now, and you can see how they got it. Because this one guy get picked on. He he wasn't he wasn't a complete nerd. Like he was in the football team, or whatever. But he was like the guy that everybody would like clown on. And I could tell he often felt powerless because he kind of was. He was always like the butt of every joke. And um, mm-hmm. and then I I've met him recently, and he totally has the cop mentality. I mean, you talk about just you know the law is the law, and you know very you know uh, no flexibility. Just you know you you do things a certain way, and that's it. And I hate that mindset. And um, I've seen yeah. that. So I think that's I mean, it's, and he's just one example. I've seen it through most people. So I do agree that it's a feeling of powerlessness. And I think that there's mm-hmm. studies that back that one up. And then think about it, as soon as they feel 
like that power is being taken away from them is when you have all these terrible things that these officers are doing too. A homeless guy took my took my nightstick. He what happened was he showed dominance over you and you got pissed and shot him ten times. <sighs> it's a mental thing. I want to talk about something else that's totally off subject. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna cool. do what I really really want to. By all means, by all means. Yeah. Okay, did you see XXL's list? of the top 20 female rappers of all time? No. Uh, no. I don't anymore. First of all, the fact that they were able to come up with 20 was already like, okay, I know there's going to be some bullshit on this list. Uh, so they have is the usual You're going to get the MC Lights and the Queen Latifahs. They even got Nicki Minaj, which didn't surprise me. Um, they have Lauren Hill, of course. And, of course, Kim and Foxy. Uh... Jean Grey, who's one of my favorites, and guess who else was on the list? Iggy, motherfucking Azalea. Iggy Azalea. Yep. Iggy Azalea. That didn't surprise me. That didn't surprise me either. She she was the highest charting female rapper since 2012. Ain't nothing. What other mainstream person came out besides Nicki Minaj after 2012? So, of course, she's going to be the highest. She's the most popular one. Because all these motherfuckers giving her whack or giving her whack ass promotion. What the fuck are they talking about? Oh my god, is this? Well, it's hard for me to believe that she also Nicki Minaj after Nicki came out though. Nicki blew up quick. But you gotta think so. Nicki hasn't really put Nicki hasn't really put music out until recently. I mean, she's appeared on tracks with other people, but she herself hasn't put out much solo shit in a while. Yeah, album, album but she does. She does a lot of features photo. though too. The last thing she those features out, add up and count. They, those features count for something too. Like she's everywhere. No, they, they. I mean, they count to a degree. But anybody can. I mean, they're gonna. But the thing, the problem is that people are gonna throw her feature on whatever because they want to get popular. They want their. They're promoting their music or their singles. So of course, you know, putting. I, I don't think that counts necessarily towards Nicki. Her album came out in 2012. She's supposed to have one coming out this year. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, but she remember she had that single looking ass nigga that had all that drama attached to it because of the yeah. picture that she used for the single. Um, so I don't know what happened was going on with that. But even still, since 2012, there hasn't been, I mean, who else has come out with a Rhapsody? But she gets, like, zero promotion. You know what I mean? Iggy Azalea gets stuck by all these rappers who, who I actually think have way more credibility and really shouldn't be promoting her whack ass, like T.I. I actually like T.I. Why he's promoting Iggy, Iggy Azalea is beyond me. Huffa has no talent. Iggy Money. Being a somewhat thick white girl with a fake-ass southern accent, to me, and when you're from fucking Australia, to me that doesn't mean you have talent. And her songs are corny and stupid. I, and the thing is, I, I'm always, I always try to be fair. Like, I even listened to one of her singles recently, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, why would anybody even listen to this? Awesome. I'm just she, a she that question about a lot of where, where Where was she ranked at? Was she ranked, was she top five or something? Uh, I gotta I gotta go back to it. I closed that shit out because made me mad. But um, no, nah, she wasn't in the top five. I mean, they're not, they're not that dumb. But the point is, she's on yeah, the list. Wasn't Eve supposed to drop an album last year or this year too? Yeah, Eve was on the list. I'll tell you who's on the list. Queen. Wait. Yeah, Queen Latifah. They got the Brat. Um, which I'm not even sure. I don't think the Brat should be on there, but whatever. Um, not that I don't think she's dope. It's just, well, her biggest single wasn't even written by her, but whatever. Um, Eve is on the list. Let's see. I'm going in order, by the way. Uh, Foxy, she's number five. Six is Gangsta Boo. 
don't know about that. Um, Jean Grey, number seven. Left Eye, I really wouldn't even count her, but whatever. Um, Trina, Lil' Kim, MC Light, Missy, Moni Love, Iggy Azalea, she's number 14. Rhapsody's under Iggy Azalea. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Remy Martin, Sante, uh, M.I.A. M.I.A. is not a rapper. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and who made this list? I like M.I.A. I hate her music 90%. I like maybe 10% of her songs. But I, 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 think, I don't think M.I.A. has any musical talent either. But I like her, so she gets a pass, but she's not a rapper. Sorry. Hey. Yeah. They got, oh, who the made this list, list again? XXL. So Lady no. of Faith, Nicki Minaj. And Lauren Hill. Well, maybe I don't know what kind of order this is in because they put Lauren Hill at the end of the list, Nicki Minaj right before her, and they put um, Lady of Rage before that. So I'm not sure if this is in any actual ranking order. They just obviously I thought they just listed 20 female rappers. Like this okay, because every this, I mean there's no uh, there's no way Iggy Zella would be, should be ranked over anybody anybody else on that list. There's no way Iggy Azalea should be acknowledged as a rapper at all in life. Like I can, like you could probably you can name other rappers who who are fucking like I would, even though nobody knows Dessa, I would put Dessa over Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Oh my god, Dessa is one of the most talented people I've ever heard in my life, and I, I've been group I've been her groupie for I don't know how long now, maybe a few weeks now. But, she puts uh, on a really I've, great live show. Just, I, I mean, haven't seen if her. You haven't seen her. She's really great no. live. You know what? Bruce uh, saw her and POS, I guess, perform somewhere, and I thought he got into like oh, I guess a few years ago. Um, I did, he put me on to them, and I didn't wrong. POS is fucking dope too. I think he's fucking amazing. But Dessa to me is like phenomenal. Like anything she writes, it's like you listen to her shit. That's why people don't understand. Like maybe I am harsher on singers because she also sings, and I don't even really like her singing that much. But I like her, and I like her writing so much I can get past it. But um, there are people who I think make actually good music and write actually good songs, and they get overlooked. And then you get people like, and I'm going to say this name even though uh, everybody knows I pretty much hate this girl, uh, Janae Aiko, because I don't think she has, zero, she has zero talent whatsoever to me. I don't even, <laughs> but I think people like her. But seriously, like, I, I know, and I really can't, I don't, it boggles my mind that this girl gets any credit or play whatsoever because she has zero talent. <laughs> But um, but she but but thing is like they they put her in this music where it's, you know that's that nice production where you want to relax and shit and they, she writes these people are like oh well she's a good writer then I read the lyrics to her shit and I'm like this is some simple fourth grader shit I can write this shit. and then you get somebody like Dessa who's fucking phenomenal I don't see her promotion nowhere nowhere right. She didn't, like folks, indie indie hip hop blogs barely write about her. They'll write about other folks from Doomtree. Like I've seen write ups on POS. I've seen writers for other folks from their collective, but I don't ever see shit on Dessa. Yeah, because they're haters, man. And the Dessa that's other than me off about spaces like X XXL. They do this kind of shit, or they'll say they did the top twenty female rappers list, or they'll do some shit like, oh, the female rappers you should know. And like motherfucker, ain't that your job? 
ain't your job to be telling them to tell me which ones I should? Like, why are you putting one article dedicated to 15 artists, you know, when you can put out multiple articles constantly about these artists so I could actually know them and know about them? We should know right. about Dessa. Put some, know more put, about, put some bios, some links to their music, you know, right. some shit they've interviews. accomplished. Right? Interviews. Yeah. Where's XXL's interview with uh with Dessa or Rhapsody, you know what I mean? That's what hey, I'm talking about. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt, but I have to because we have to, we have to go. Aw. All right, y'all ain't gotta go. Time. Well, you do gotta go, so get off my phone. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Kidding. Wow. Don't use that, as, and hopefully Vita won't use that as an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right, we're about to go. I have, I have I have Bruce now. All right, y'all, be co-host. easy. So I, I can't get a new co-host. Bye-bye, you guys. All right, Bye. and I'll let y'all on Skype later. Okay. Bye. Peace out. All right, so they're gone. But yeah, I agree with you 110%, 110% as far uh, on XXL. And that's part of the reason I don't really pay attention to the major hip-hop publications for that reason. I feel like they could be doing so much better than they are as far as actually talking about, you know, talking about the lesser-known folks that they know people would think are dope or would like. Like, okay, you can post about Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea. Fine, that's that's cool. I understand they're popular. But, you know, if you're going to talk about hip-hop, especially how diverse it is, post some shit about Dessa. You know, post about Ty Phoenix. Post about Invincible. Post about Stacey Epps. You know, all these all, all these lesser known uh, women rappers out here. Right. That, you know, it, it's funny because I'm I'm looking. I, I posted my um, the article in the hip hop group that I'm in. Reality is real. Hip hop discussion. And um, I post the article. Someone writes. Because I posted and I said Jean Grey and Iggy Azalea shouldn't be on the same list. Um, He writes, the byline just told you how Iggy Azalea made it on the list. And the byline says, with Iggy Azalea landing the highest charting album from a female rapper since 2012, XXL put together a list of 20 best female rappers of all time. First of all, those two statements make no sense together. I don't know what the fuck Iggy Azalea's uh, album charting have to do with putting why they had to put together a list, but whatever. Uh, but either way, it doesn't address what I'm saying, that Iggy Azalea doesn't belong on the same list as Jean Grey. Like, right. she keeps telling me the byline says. I don't get, what is the fact that she's selling up to the fact that I don't think she's on the list with Jean Grey? Jean Grey is talented. Iggy Azalea is not. Agreed. Yeah. It's just, it's just frustrating sometimes. Like, I get, and I'm sure you see my rants on Facebook, I mean on Facebook, Twitter, regarding hip-hop journalism, but this is an example of the bullshit I'm talking about. Like, there are so right. many things they could write about and do stories about. How about an actual featured article on some of these women and the, their accomplishments and what they've done, like you were saying? You know what I mean? Like, right. why, don't, why don't we talk about the way, because, I mean, out here there's an all-female rap label, and they, they, you know, there should be articles on groups like that. On where, where's the article on this all-female rap label? So people know that these people, that there are women in hip-hop, we exist. You know what I mean? Women exist in these spaces, and we're doing work. We're not just sitting around trying to be cute in your dumb music video. So I, right. I find it interesting 
that they that they have these articles and these stories and make camp in the I mean they have people there that can they hire people they have staff send them out to do some real fucking stories not I don't I don't need your tokenized list of female rappers that's some <laughs> bullshit agree but that's just they're just being lazy they, they, it's, it's much easier to come up with. You know, a top a top twenty list that you could find anywhere on the on the internet, then actually go out and put some actual work in, and actually do a feature and a write up on this. Like Dessa, didn't Dessa put out an album this year? I think yeah, she put out no, an album last this year. year. Last I think it was year, yeah. Yeah. Did she put an album? Yeah, where, it was, where's her write up? It's a dope ass album too. And that's the thing that that trips me out. It's, it'll be different if there was. It, it's not people say, you know, well, the female rappers just aren't as good. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I have a bias, and I typically I, I am a little harder on female rappers. But I think it's because I I don't know. I guess I just expect that they're going to be phenomenal. They can be, and I think what we often get is we get we get these labels or people who want to promote artists who they think can sell. Instead of putting it, instead of putting out dope female rappers who actually exist, and so it's not that right. the female rappers exist. It's not what we typically look for. And I don't say we because it's not me, but you know what I think some of these spaces are looking for are who's cute and who can sell, as opposed to who who has the dopest lyrics. And I'm not to say that there isn't a certain level of pressure that male face because there is, but it's not the same as what women face in the hip hop industry, especially trying to make it. And it sucks because there are so many dopey female MCs that don't get hurt or don't get the promotion. I, I mean, don't right. get me wrong. I look great, but she ain't the only female rapper out there. There's, pl- there's plenty. But, uh, but when it comes down to it, when it comes Yep. Like, folks, weren't, like folks, pro- folks aren't even talking about the fact she has a show. Not only does she have a, not only does she have a show, but she put projects out. She put projects out in the last year and a half that most folks are not going to be able to go listen to anymore because she took them down. Right. And they, well, I did talk about it a little bit, but I feel like it was never, like, I don't know, I just like the features and the amount of promotion and the amount of coverage that a lot of these male artists get, female artists aren't even getting at the same percentage level. You know what they're I not. mean? And, you know, and, they're, and, and, and they're not even, and it's not even like there are so many female artists to choose from. It's just that they, they could actually narrow that down because there's already not that many to begin with. I mean, let's just be honest. But, I mean, as far as the ones that, we're, that are notable enough for people to find, there aren't that many right. in comparison to in comparison. I'm not saying that there aren't a lot just in comparison yeah. to males because for whatever reason, every damn guy and his mama thinks they can rap. So <laughs> I'm not talking about. So, but, and, hell, they'll, they'll cover it, i.e. Trinidad James. Right. Why is Trinidad James getting coverage? I'm actually so mad homeboy, homeboy Sandman had a say in some shit. I would have rather heard somebody intelligent like Jean Grey talk. Not sure that homeboy Sandman isn't intelligent. I just don't think he's kind of ignorant. But, you know, there are certain people that I would have rather have heard from than some nobody that's on some, you know, let me get attention for saying black people aren't doing enough shit, you know? Agreed. And I read 110%. And then I promote this Biggie Azalea. I mean, to me, she's the equivalent of a Kesha or a Fergie. Pretty much. Like, I mean, you, 
And, and you say this, they just had to have a, this has to find a white female rapper. But I, one chick, Invincible, I'm not even a fan of hers, but I will admit she's dope, and I will never be like, oh, you know, she doesn't deserve anything. No, if, any, if you just had to find some white female rapper, I could find some dope ones. Eternia is dope. I could find her. In fact, I, I have right. her phone number. <laughs> she's super nice. I'm sure she'd be down for an interview. I'm sure she'd be down to get promoted. <laughs> right. But it seems such a, it seems such a, it's such a rarity, you know. That's why people like that shit. That's why people cling to Macklemore because hip hop is seen as such a black dominated industry that you have, you know, when you have people of other races who show up and, you know, like, hey, I rap and I don't rap like them, and people cling to it like it's, you know, it's a rarity, like it's a four leaf clover. That's why. You know what? It could be white. I mean, look, I like people like Eminem. I'm not even the biggest Eminem fan. Not because I don't think he's talented. He's extremely talented. He just doesn't really make music that I relate to that much. But he's very talented. I thought of his first two albums. I don't really fuck with it, but, you know, he's a talented guy. But he didn't come, But he also came, he came out with Dre. So Dre, I'm sure, wasn't <laughs> up for the bullshit. But he came out right. doing his little corny, hi, I'm Slim Shady, I, this is, and I'm talking about some crazy off-the-wall <laughs> shit. And that's what he did. And that's right. what he stuck to. You know what I mean? And then he it didn't cut. He wasn't on some. Hey, everybody, look at how anti hip hop I am, even though I'm doing hip hop. Watch me discuss a social issue. Everybody has already, I mean, for the most part, the generation of people that I'm speaking to is probably on my side, but it's okay. I want to pretend like I did something controversial when I didn't. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it kills me. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to jump on a. a, a out of, and I hate to call this this, but it's not that I feel like certain things are bandwagon issues. Meaning, people didn't really care about it until it became a big conversation, and gay marriage is right. one of them. You know what I mean? It's just no. Let yeah. me piggyback off of you that the majority of Americans pretty much agree on already. <laughs> and let me just jump on that issue and make it seem like I'm doing some shit. See, Eminem didn't do that. He just did what he the fuck he does, and I, I respect that a lot more than coming out. Let me let me prove that I'm the antithesis. And he has a deal with Jordan after he just put out a song. Uh, and ha- talking about sneakers and how an overconsumption and all the problems around wanting sneakers or Jordans in particular. Oh, and you watch the um, yeah, I know what song you're talking about. I hate I hate that yeah. fucking album though. That's why I, uh, it's <clears throat> I always have to be reminded. It's so self righteous, isn't it? It's like one of the most self righteous albums I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but he has a song. And then you look at the video, honestly, if I wasn't, if I was watching the video on silent, I would have thought it was a damn near a Nike ad. While in the song, he's, he's, he's criticizing overconsumption of, of fashion and sneakers and shit. And then you find out he has a deal with Jordan. What? <laughs> right. You know, who's just off of, off of actual social issues, you know, that's. Really, oh, he, he just drives me nuts. Thrift store, another self-righteous ass song. Oh yeah, yeah. I shop at thrift. Motherfucker, I grew up shopping at thrift stores. You want a cookie, nigga? Like that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, I, I'm just. I'm. I'm just over him. <clears throat> and it sucks because I used to. I I used to enjoy some of his older stuff, but I'm just over. I'm just over him now. I'm over all of his music. I actually saw that. I actually saw him live. Unfortunately, he was garbage. He's a terrible showman. <laughs> really? You know what? I saw him live, sorta. Um, I was there. I was at Rock. I want to say it was Rock the Bells. 
So I was there, but I walked out. Like, I didn't really need to hear him. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Okay, Macklemore. I think he opened for Black Hippie. I want to say that's what he did. But, yeah, I'm, I'm good on him. You know who I do like, though? Who? Speaking of white rap. Uh, I, I kind of like that dude, Mac Miller. I kind of like him. Ain't he white? Yeah. Mac Miller's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like him. I mean, y'all, I ain't got no albums or nothing, but I was listening to his production. His production's pretty good. I, I like that shit. He got some shit with Vince Staples that's pretty dope. No, it's dope. Actually, his album came out the same year as, um, he put out an album the same day as, yeah, um, Kanye and J. Cole's. Yeah, his album came out the same, yeah, the same day their albums came out. And honestly, he had my favorite album of all three. Until so I mean, was, eventually wait. Born Center grew on me a bit more, but when he, I, I first, just saw first listen, his first album, his oh, not his first album, but his album was the one I liked the most. I haven't gone See, too in depth with his stuff, but I, b- between that stuff and some of the stuff I've heard on on Slacker Radio, and and his, some of his features, like he's dope. I like him. See, I'm going to have to listen to him, listen to the album, because I really like Born Center. It's funny because I, I didn't think I would like it because I'm not really a J. Cole fan like that. Um, and I, it's funny because even after I heard his album, you would think I would become a J. Cole fan, and I'm still not. <laughs> even no, really it's, like it's okay. Album. Actually, no, he, I, think he, it's a really, I think it's a great album. I think he's very talented. But for some reason, I, after I listened to him, I listened to the album. I have listened to nothing else by him. I didn't look for no tracks. I don't. I didn't. Ever, in, a lot of times when I listen to albums for the first time from an artist I never really paid attention to, if I really like what they put out, I'll go back and I'll try to find all their old shit and you know try to listen to more shit or whatever. But for some reason, it was like I heard Born Center. I'm good. It's a good album. I really like it, and I still listen to certain songs from time to time. But I still don't give a shit about J Cole. Like I, <laughs> I don't know why. I think. I think. <laughs> I think he doesn't have the personality that I actually like in my artist. I know that sounds weird, but I feel like sometimes when I, there are artists that I artists that I gravitate to the most that I typically like, um, they have personality that I really like, and, per, and I don't really think I like J. Cole's personality. He doesn't really <laughs> have one. I mean, I already make right. fun of the fact that he has one facial expression. Right. Like, this man always looks like somebody kicked his puppy, and then they took a picture of him. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think he's very lyrical. Um, I think he has good concepts, but as far as personality, I think he's dry. And I'm not. Now, if I can say that you that personality. Even has some of his content is a, little, is a little dry, though. I think he's another one of those rappers that likes to use talking about women as a crutch. As you far know as what? lyrics, like I that. Have to, I have to Go agree. Ahead. I have to agree. That's that's the one thing that I that I that I, I that I that I got from him. And it's the one thing I always get from him when I listen to him spitting about some shit, or you know, on just his brag rap tracks. Like I'm like I, I like I, I know off back. I'm like okay, he's gonna say something about some girl that he's messing with at some point in this verse. I know it's gonna yeah. happen. It's just a matter. It's Which a, I mean, if that's his thieves, that's his thieves. But it's like. It, it, I mean, I feel like Drake does that too. But Drake definitely does that. But um, yeah, I, you know, I I do I do hear what you're saying. So I, I don't know. On a certain level, I think it's his way to appear. 
I'm, I don't know. I have a thing about being sincere, and I think he does certain things to be appealing, and that's kind of annoying. Um, and I think, like you said, constant being kind of dry. Yeah, to some degree, I could see that. But there are certain things he touches on that I really like, like there was a song about money, and um, I guess he's no. talking about his mom. You know, it made me think about it made me think about a few things. However, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll compare him to somebody like Kendrick Lamar. You know, Kendrick Lamar has a ton of songs where he addresses issues that affect girls and women. Um, yeah. Especially, if, you know, he has a ton, but all his songs, whatever, his songs sound more sincere to me. And I think it's because the, the way he talks about them, it sounds like real shit from girls, from girls, especially girls in the hood. You know what I mean? And it sounds like a lot of the stories uh, of girls I was with growing up, it sounds like a lot of stories that, of girls that I had worked with working in social services here in South L.A. And, um, so when I hear what he's saying, it sounds like he knows, like he really, he knows, like almost like he knows these girls he's talking about. And it's just they right. go through and they've been. Um, J. Cole doesn't really give me that because his, his is very generic, in my opinion. It's shit that I think any girl could relate to almost. Whereas right. I think Kendrick really focuses on girls who are in, in these particular types of hood relationships. You know what I mean? Um, the, the, the type of thinking that goes on in a girl who's trying to find love in these, in, in the, in, in these spaces where, um, you're around the wrong people, you know? And it's hard to really explain that to people who don't really understand hood shit <laughs> or how right. sex and relationships operate, especially at the teenage level. Um, and on certain, certain things I didn't really get because that wasn't my world. I wasn't one of those teenagers. Certain things I didn't fully understand until I started working with those types of teenagers and realizing, like, oh, shit, this is some deep-rooted, you know, shit, you know? And I think Kendrick touches on that. But I feel like everything he talks about, for the most part, touches on the shit you're actually going to see in the hood, or shit that you're actually going to, you know, actual issues. Whereas J. Cole, I think he's kind of more, let me talk about some generic things like self-esteem. Right. <laughs> you know? Which, I mean, which is, is not it's not always bad, you know. It's, it's not it's not a knock on him. It's not, a, it's not a bad thing at all, but it's just, it's just an observance of what I see. Yeah. And it doesn't really same level of sincerity that I get from Kendrick. And I'm not just saying it because, I, I mean, it's pretty clear that I'm a huge Kendrick fan. But um, for some reason, like, there are some people I listen to and I don't go back and go, like, yeah, let me let me get some more J. Cole. I didn't like him before, so I thought his, like, he had that single work out for me. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then I have people like, oh, you got to listen to his mixtape. And I would hear certain songs here and there, and I'm like, eh, he's cool. Then I heard the album. I thought it was great, and I still wasn't that interested in J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, no, that, you're you're exactly the same way. I found out about J. Cole when he, one of my homies put me onto his mixtape, The Warm Up, a couple years back, and I listened to it. I thought it was cool, and then I just kind of forgot about it up until I started hearing his name again around when um, Who That came out. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. But and it was like, oh, he put a whole other mixtape out cool and then and then who that came out and i thought that was cool and then what happened then he put out friday night lights i didn't really check for it i was like oh this this cool i've never i always forget about j cole because he's not somebody always that always makes me want to go like go really check out his stuff it's like oh this is cool this is all right yeah. I'm going to listen to Mac Miller, though. In fact, let me see if it's on my Spotify. What's the name of that album? 
Uh, shit. Uh, let me let me let me tell you. Oh no, it came it came out it came out last year. Okay, cause I'm I need to, I'm gonna have to check that out. Cause I've been I've been kind of obsessive in listening to new artists or more artists rather. Some people I've listened to like from a song here or there, but I haven't really like sat and listened to full projects. And I'll be honest with you, some of these artists I think are great on other people's shit or on single tracks. But then when you listen to the full project, you're like, oh my god, this is the most boring shit ever. <laughs> yep, I'm trying to remember who's mixed who's who's CD who CD told me that. Uh, the CD is called Watching Movies with the Sound Off. Oh, um, yeah, I think I was looking for that actually. Yeah, he's a yeah, Mac Miller. I like I I I I, I him. He's cool. I'm trying to think who else is out because I'm very picky. I've been liking. Um, I don't know if I like anybody new recently. POS. Some people I think are good. I just don't see myself listening to them. Staples is dope. I just don't really get into his music like that. Um, yep. Have you have you heard him? No, I haven't. I really, honestly, I haven't really been listening to much hip hop lately. At least not much new hip hop. Well, you've been focused on your project, right? Well, not only that, but I, I've mostly been li- I've been listening to a bunch of other genres for the most part. Oh, okay. And also rediscovering, like rediscovering some old, some old albums uh, from the 2000s that I hadn't listened to in a long ass time. For the most yeah, part. Yeah, I've been doing. I think I haven't heard this album in a long time, and then I go back and listen to it. I'll be like, yeah, I like this shit. And then you, but the problem is you, you, you go back and listen to all that dope shit, and then you listen try to listen to some new shit that's whack, and you'd be like, oh my god, like, what damn. The fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I appreciate the artists that are putting out dope shit. I really appreciate them because I just feel like it has to be hard to try to put out dope shit in a space where everybody wants to promote bullshit. You exactly. Know? Especially, especially at a time when people don't have much faith in the music industry at all. So, exactly. you, you know, you're putting your project at this time, and it's dope. But you guys, you still have to hope people have enough faith in the music industry or in music to even want to click the link to hear your music, you know? So that has to be kind of hard. And you're an artist, so I'm sure that there's a certain level of, you know, that you can relate to that. Yep. You want to make sure it's cohesive and that something that you will be happy with and something that the people who like your stuff will be happy with. Right. In the space yeah, and it, and it sucks because it's like, damn, this don't sound, you know, this ain't nothing like all this all this bullshit that's being put out. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the internet is just a great space for true artists because it's, yep. I mean, and, and, and even whack artists because now I mean, even whack artists get followings and can make a living, you know. But um, but as a true artist and as for, as for true fans, I think the internet is just the best thing to happen. Because now I can I can I don't have to rely on the radio to tell me what's out. Right. You know I I can go right on the internet, look at my Facebook page, follow some hip hop you know blogs or you know websites, and I can see what's at least popping up and coming out. So I'm exactly. not being on the- And and what it also what it also does is it gives it gives it gives musicians more power because now they have direct access to their peoples to their fans. As opposed to right. having to go through the label 
and having to wait for the single to to come out to radio or all of this. Instead, they get direct access. Fans get direct access to to to, to the people. It, it essentially eliminates the the middleman because there's nothing to. Okay, I just finished this new track. Bam! Throw that bitch on SoundCloud. Yeah. Like we've been doing had- that. And even though I haven't really liked, <laughs> I haven't really liked much, and I, I really hate that song he did with Absol. Um, what song? Um, let me see what it's called. He put he put a they put a song out together last year. I, I don't know if it's if it's supposed to be off his new album that's coming out later this year. Um, let me see what's it called. Oh, you know what? I don't know how long ago this was put in the chat room, but Sean Harris in the chat room said the only artists I listen to are Lupe and Nas. I like to listen to socially conscious artists. Any recommendations? P.O.S. P.O.S. You have to listen to uh, P.O.S. P.O.S. Brother Ali, if you don't already listen to Brother Ali. Um, uh, Feral Mott. Feral Mott. Oh, yeah, he's just putting an album yeah. out, too, which reminds yeah, me. I, need I, to go, I definitely yeah. need to go peep that. I mean, I'll listen to it. I can give you a review on that, too. But um, PTSD, uh, the whole album is about mental health and mental health access. So I really think uh, people should uh, check that one out. He was on Melissa Harris' parents long ago talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, I don't miss an episode of Melissa. That's my my (laughs) homegirl in my head. Um, I know you'd be seeing me on Twitter, me getting mad. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Nerdland. If y'all not up on that, y'all need to get up on that. But, yeah, so POS, uh, uh, Feral Launch. <clears throat> Who else did you, you just said someone else? Who else did you say? Um, uh, Brother, Brother Ali. Um, uh, Fre- Who else is mostly conscious of putting um, out music? I'm trying to think of who else. So, who have I been listening to? Um, I'm trying to I mean, also because on your definition of socially conscious. I'm, I have a very liberal definition of socially conscious um, a lot of – because I, I, for example, I consider Nipsey Hussle socially conscious because he talks about economic development. Um, however, I wouldn't say it's socially conscious in regards to, like, feminism or anything like that. Right. <laughs> um, so it really just kind of depends on, your, on how you define it. But you said Nas and Lupe, so I'm kind of trying to go through um, – I'm trying to, I'm trying to think – Latent politically – Politically conscious music. Um, I feel like I've been listening to less and less just straight political music, though. Same, um, yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can give some suggestions of stuff that's not necessarily socially conscious, but it's really dope hip hop. I mean, yeah, like uh, Rhapsody. I think she's dope. Yeah, like I Rhapsody. Mean, I, Rhapsody's she, phenomenal. Yeah, she's socially conscious in a way. If you, like, yeah, like I said, depending on how you define it. Like, I think she's very. She talks about things that I think are very um, blatant as far as issues that people face who are trying to achieve things. So people, if you're, right. you know, you're trying. It's very motivational, in my opinion. And I, and if you're a female listening to the show and you're interested in hip hop and you're looking for some new, some dope female artists, Grace Rhapsody, I think, is very relatable. She, she does, and, she, and, she, and it's not on some. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm a girl. It's not like that. It's very much like, you know, you. It's, we talk about a relationship. It's, you can understand it. You can totally get where she's coming. At least for me, anyway. I right. totally relate to a lot of things she talks about. And it's not blatant, like I said. But he, like the song "Celebration," she's obviously talking about a lot of a lot of people. She's talking about celebrating are obviously women, you know. Right. Um, so I think 
you know, she's like, you know, to all my women who are here, even without a ring, and for the credit, congratulations to those who did get one. You know, it's just very, she's just right. very, um, I don't know how to explain hey. it really. She's not blatant, but it's it's there, you know. Hey, Vita, just real quick. Um, if we'll have, We have 10 seconds left, so uh, the show is going <laughs> to cut bad. off. Make sure you tune in to the podcast and also tune in next week for folks who are not listening via the phone right now. Okay, now we're on the podcast. I'm sorry, I didn't even realize the time. I get all excited. I didn't even realize. I didn't realize. I I was totally not paying attention to uh, the the um, voice just now. Yeah, and you know what? That's your job. It's not even my job. So technically, this is all your fault. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) When it's Um, my show, it's my fault. When it's your show, it's your fault. What can you think of that you think is dope? Um. Well, I've been. I've been listening to. I've been trying to give Childish Gambino a chance. I I got. I got a whole. I got a bunch of his mixtapes. I fuck with some of it, and then a lot of it. I'm just like, uh, uh, all right. Yeah. He does have. He has one. He does have one track with Schoolboy Q and Absol that I like a whole lot, though. I like the song Chance the Rapper. Yeah, uh, that joint. I like that joint too. Off uh, the royalty mixtape. I like that. That that seems to be the CD I like the most songs off of. A lot of it is just like, all right, I can skip this. All right, I can skip this. <laughs> you know what? I have a corniness limit, and he only gets somewhat of a pass. And I hate to say this because it sounds fucked up. He only gets somewhat of a pass on corniness because he's black. Um, like, I don't give Macklemore any passes. Fuck him. But um, Charles, not, I just like he, he he's, he's very corny, and he does this thing where he's like, I'm not like other rappers. I'm different. I'm not the black guy you're used to, and it just kind of bugs me. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, like... that's, yeah, I hate I hate that. I was just uh, <laughs> right. I, I really I really I hate that. I hate listening to shit like that. Like oh, I'm just different. Like I'm not a rapper. No, you are. Excuse me. That's in this case, I'm shit. just a rapper. <laughs> right. Like like some sort of I'm like oh yeah you know or he like he loves like. One thing that he does do a whole lot, like he gloats about the fact that he he he's he's really an actor, but he's really just trying this rap thing, and he can go back to acting if he wants to. See, and that's kind of offensive to me to people who this is what they do, this is their profession, this is their heart, their passion, not just some shit they're playing around with because they can. Right, and I mean, like, because he contradicts himself because on other songs he'll 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 talk about how like he's. He's always rapped, but you know, acting was was what he was doing and shit. But then he, yeah, I, I thought see, that's my problem. I can't take him seriously, and I think that's really what it is. It's more than him being corny. It's just cause I can actually deal with. Cause I think you know, some of the artists are like are, are a little corny, and that's okay. But I think he he just has this thing that I it, it just irritates the shit out of me. And it's just this idea that somehow he's special or different. Not in, not in the way like most artists are, like I'm number one. It's more like, don't associate me with those people. <laughs> right. Like, and, it, and, it's not even, and, it, and the way he does it is not even the sense of, like, he's not doing it from the perspective of, like, like most rappers who are just saying, well, I'm just, you know, on the normal brag rap, like, don't it, I'm, a, I'm just a better rhymer and shit. Like, he, right. he really has, like, this elitist, you know, thing about uh, this really elitist position about himself or feeling about himself. Right, and, uh, exactly. And I notice every time I listen to this shit, like even on this song with Bum B that I, I like. Yeah, 
what song? I don't even know what song with Bumby, but I love yeah, Bumby. Yeah, Bumby's one of the songers that I pretty much like RIP. anything he's on. So, yeah, I like so, pretty much anything Bumby is on, and, and it's funny because I don't even think he's that dope, but I just really like him. <laughs> I was I was I was just kind of surprised on this one because it was like it's a it was a um it's a boom bap kind of beat, and I'm not used to hearing Bumby on that kind of shit. Mm. So I, I like well, it. I, for some reason, I kind of assumed it was more of that, you know, those, I was, in my head, I was thinking that they would be more like the old UGK style. Right. The old, that old style that's kind of funky. Because I would think Charles Gambino would do something like that. You would think, oh, but no. His <laughs> style is a real mix of shit. But no. Oh, what do you think about Mount Olympus by Big Crit? Did you hear that? I I I I heard part of I heard part of it early, and I was like, "Damn, this nigga snapping." <laughs> right. <laughs> I had that shit on repeat yesterday. I won't even lie. I made a. I even had to make a playlist on SoundCloud so I didn't feel so dumb listening to just one track on SoundCloud. <laughs> but um, but but yeah, I I love that song. I think yeah, it was dope. And I gotta admit, like I'm not even the biggest crit. I'm not even the biggest crit fan. I love. I always love his production, but I don't always love his songs. I don't know. I love him. I love his production. My my speakers just can't handle it. But <laughs> I mean, he's he, dope. He, he, he he's a dope. He's a dope performer up. too. No, I believe it. I totally believe that. Like I saw, he he was uh, he opened when I went, when I saw Macklemore. It was funny because none of the white people there knew what the fuck to do. They were they were confused as shit. They're like, "Who is who is this man? What is, this is that terrible trash club rap." No, it's not. He talks about some real shit. I mean, he's a little, he's religious and everything. I don't really do all the religious shit, but I mean, he talks about real shit. He talks about right. what it's like for a single mom who's trying to feed her kid in the hood. Like he just talks about real shit. I fucking love Big Crit. I think he's dope. I think he's extremely talented. I think he typically do like his songs. Although I, I was listening to his SoundCloud, I, there were definitely tracks on there. I could see why he would not put on an actual project because I was just like, these songs are kind of throw away. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think he's talented. And I thought, I, and the thing I really liked though was the beginning of that Mount Olympus song, and that's because he he finally addressed the Kendrick thing. And he was, he said the same thing I said. He ain't even really diss nobody. Like, that's that's what bugs me about that whole shit. Like, why are you mad? Kendrick's not dissing. Not, not well, dissing. Like, he didn't say York, anything I too think, different. Huh? I, I get if you're from New York. Because New, York, New Yorkers be extra sensitive and shit. Like, I get that. But, but she, he said in the song, people were calling him. He said, motherfuckers wasn't even trying to hear me last year. Y'all, I thought y'all couldn't understand the words I said. Now, all of a sudden, y'all think I'm lyrical because y'all want a response. And he ain't even dissed me. Right. <laughs> That's you know, that, fucking dope. I, but the thing is, and the thing is, I know why New Yorkers took offense. I don't know why I, you want New Yorkers took offense because they got so used to running rap and leaving everybody out. And now that Southern and West Coast rappers are, are running shit right now, they're mad, and they especially get mad when people point out the fact that they run shit. And it's not that's that's why that's why it's mainly but New York dudes always talking about the golden era and needing to bring hip hop back. <laughs> pointing it out, the reason why people keep pointing it out is because for so long they tried to push everybody else out of it. Right. And act like they weren't legit, like they weren't valid. And that was, to me, 
that was some bullshit considering how much further hip-hop has gone because of these other uh, regions. You know what I mean? Right. Let's be honest. A lot of shit wasn't talked about until NWA talked about it. A lot of shit wasn't talked about until Ghetto Boys talked about it. Let's just be honest. Because right. there are certain perspectives you're not going to get unless you get the artists from that space. And that's why I think artists in any in any form, you know, music artists, visual artists, performing artists, whatever kind of artists you are, I think artists are extremely important in our society. And because they do highlight those things that a lot of us wouldn't pay attention to otherwise in other spaces. You know what I mean? I didn't know what was going on in the South. Come to find out half that shit was going on here, but I didn't realize that they had the same issues. You know what I mean? Or that there were mm-hmm. certain specifics about being in a rural area versus being in a city like L.A. or New York or Chicago or whatever. So it's just interesting to me that New Yorkers would even – even in seeing that, they still have this arrogance that they have to hold everything. And that, to me, right. just pushes people away. And now the next oh, yeah. why they get this fucking time. Right. And I, I, was, I, was saying, I was saying, I wasn't talking to Seth. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody, and I mentioned that. I was like, that's why, that's why, that's why, Pete, that's why nobody gives a fuck that, that New York rappers are whining about hip-hop right now and whining about how much it sucks and it's terrible and all of that. Because no one cares. Southern, Southern, Midwest, and West Coast rappers are like, well, y'all kept us out for so long, we don't really care how you feel. Well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. We and Bomani said the and same shit. And they keep saying everything is whack. And then what's funny, they say everything is whack because it's not coming out of New York. I can name a ton of great artists right now. I think Chance the Rapper is great. I think Ab is great. Kendrick is great. Big Crit is great. Uh, I'm so these artists who aren't coming out of New York. You know what I mean? I can name, I can actually, I could probably list a whole lot more. P.O.S. is dope. He's not in New York. Who else is out that I think is dope? Uh, Brother Ali's not out. Uh, Scarface just put a project out. Right. I'm just saying, like, you know, dope shit comes oh, out of yeah. New York. And New York has a lot of whack rappers, too. I'm sorry, but some of these people they are do. whack. And, and I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, you gave us Nas and shit, but you also gave us French Montana. <laughs> he's from New York? I didn't even know he was from New York. Yep, he's from he's from Bronx. I'm not into fabulous. Like, you, you gave us French Montana, bro. People be on Fabulous. I think Fabulous is kind of whack. Sorry. It's all right. Corny. His punchlines were, come on, his punchlines were like hella corny. They were, they were corny. The, I don't, the only reason I would say he's all right is just because, like, I like to, I like some of his production. Like the beat for "Breathe" was fucking beautiful. Okay, you're saying you can't completely hate the guy. I got you. Yeah. I mean, I like that. Yeah, that's it. Nah, I'm not saying I, I don't, own, I don't own shit by Fabulous. I don't listen to shit by Fabulous. My one of my exes <laughs> tried to put me on the Fabulous for so long, and I was like, this nigga is garbage. <laughs> I don't care for. This, I really don't care for this man. Oh, you cracked me up. No, but I feel you. But I do like that one song with Neo, but only because I like the lyrics to Neo's part. That's <laughs> pretty much the only reason. Oh, I'm a movement like by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Yeah, I that, love that. that. Joint? Yeah. They made that beat I, on I Fruity like that. Loops. That shit bugged me well, out. I, <laughs> well, I mean, the beat's whatever, but that line is, I just like that. I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Yeah. Mommy, I'm good all by myself, but baby, you, you make me better. I just like the concept of that. I just like yeah. the idea that, yeah, I'm dope by myself. Don't get it twisted. But I now, with you, we extra out. Like, we extra dope. Right. Like, I just make think of, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z or some shit, you know? I mean, th- those kind of couples, you know, people who are doing shit on their own, 
blowing up, doing anything. Nope by myself, but with you, you know, I'm a be- I'm better. Yeah, I like that. As opposed to you made me or I make you or anything like that. It's just you know. Oh, uh, like that Kanye and Future song. I don't even know that song. I don't listen to Future. Or that fucking song, Trophies. Oh, uh, I need to see. That shit is garbage. So I, I almost unfriended somebody when they said Future had the album of the year. I was like, you gotta go. I'm, I've never heard a Future album, <laughs> or I don't. I, I don't. I, I, I don't really name. care. I like one. I like one song by Future, like one song, and and I'm, I mainly like it because of Pusha T, Pusha T and Pharrell. What that move that, that dope song. I fucks with that song. So, see, you have a song like Move That Dope and Push Your Tease on it. I mean, that's pretty much, I pretty much just listen to it because Push Your Tease on the song about dope. Like, it's not even, <laughs> I just want to hear Push Your Tease talk about dope. He makes dope sound so cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, remember that old clip album? It's not real old, but um, it's like their second or third album, and it had that song, Keys Open Doors. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, Keys. Keys open doors. All this college shit I'm doing is just a waste of my time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Put your make you requesting your life. Right. Like, damn. Fuck this anthology class. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, the wrong, I'm in the wrong point in life right now. Yeah. I don't even think he's like a dope MC or anything, but it's just I can listen to him because – I don't know. I just I, I could just listen to him. You know, I, I'm not really. I won't even front like I got all you know his shit. Like I didn't re- I didn't get his last album or the, his album rather. So no, the only I track like, I heard was the joint he did with Kendrick. That I actually like that. That's not too bad. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, I fucked with that song. But yeah, I'm not really into uh like. I don't know. I'm just not into some of these artists that come out and they just don't sound. They feel like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like it just like for example, I like Schoolboy Q. In fact, Schoolboy Q, I would say I hard for me to pick a favorite in Black Hippie because I really do like all of them. But Schoolboy Q bumped to the bottom of the list with this last album, and um and it, and I don't think it's like the worst album I've ever heard. I I would give it a three, but it's just beneath anything else he's put out as far as I'm concerned. And on that album, he has this song with Sugar Free. And um, it's a, supposedly it's about pimping, or, it's a, or it is about pimping or whatever. But it's just hard to take Schoolboy Q seriously when he's on a song with Sugar Free. Sugar Free? Well, do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because Sugar Free uh, is, is the pimp. Like, you don't get on the song with him and you can't, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know, you'll have a song about pimping and put Sugar Free on it because he's going to kill you every time. And the song right? is about pimping. So it's, not, it's, gonna, it's an ignorance. It's an ignorant song. It's going to be ignorant. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just it just sounds more believable coming from a, a, a sugar-free one who raps better than a lot of people. And two, he says ignorant shit all day. He can do this shit right. in his sleep. Google IQ just sounded ignorant. Like, it just sounded like, it was like, wait, will you sell that pussy for me? What? That's like some corny shit some kid who really doesn't do any of this stuff talks about. Like, it just was horrible. It, 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 first of all, but I'm not going to say I'm excusing the concept. I'm really not. But it's sugar-free. I mean, you're not going to expect too much other than <laughs> other than that. But it just bugs me that this song is on there, and it's not even that great. And you put people on your album, on your song, that talk about a topic that they are way more familiar with than you are. Right. Obviously. You can't get outshined on your own shit. 
Well, he apparently did. Not supposed did. to get out of time. He had a song with, he got a song with Raekwon. I mean, that was, I actually like the song, but it's just interesting, his choices sometimes. And it was, overall, it wasn't that great of an album. It should actually really disappointed me. Hmm. Put that on my Spotify. <laughs> you haven't heard it yet? Mm-mm. So I, I really haven't listened to much rap. <laughs> for a minute, I've, I've heard songs here and there, but I haven't really checked out albums in a minute, which sucks because I really want to. I really want to find some new dope shit. But like some of the new dope shit that I listened to recently is like, oh, hmm, is okay, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, PTSD conceptually is great, and Pharrell Munch is great lyrically. But I'll be honest with you, I don't have a standout track. Like, it's nothing, it kind of runs together for me. And I don't have a track where I'm like, oh, this song is dope. Let me put this in my playlist. Like, it's, there's no song like that for me. Is it a good album? Yes. Is he a dope lyricist? Yes. Um, is the concept good? Yes. But as far as it sonically and as far as just having, uh, like, these standards, you know, those songs that just grab you, I didn't yeah. have any of those. You, you might, because everyone listens to music differently. I personally, nothing stood out to me enough to be like, Oh, you know, this track and this track, I'm going to put these tracks up on my Facebook so everybody can, you know, see what's up. You know, it's nothing like that. It didn't get me that excited. But it's a good album because he's very talented. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ch- I'm gonna check that out. You know, I really hate, one thing I do hate is I hate when, I hate when there's music, when there's rappers I like and they put an album out like that. Like, yeah. I just listened to the Army of the Pharaohs album that came out. With Vinny Paz, Vinny Paz, Apathy, bunch of bunch of those Philly guys, shit. Like I, I yeah. fucked with AOTP for a long time, and so I was like, mm-hmm. all right, can't wait to hear this shit. Then I listened to it, and every song is like, oh, this sounds like your first three projects. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no standout songs because I like I feel like I already know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a, a, a yeah. whole bunch of pseudo intelligent rap mentioning making religious references. <laughs> And how you want to murder somebody? And this is and these are the people that you like, <laughs> right? Well, I I, I kind of hate this album. Like this shit's garbage. <laughs> Don't you hate when artists that you like put out something whack? And you're just like, ah, like I anticipated this shit. Like I was waiting. Right, and it, I wasn't even anticipating this album. It was just like, oh well, I guess I should check it out because their first the singles they put out were like, oh, okay. Because I, I think, and this this is an issue I have with posse cuts. Like, I hate when you when people put, like, when they have a posse cut out and they put two rappers who rap similarly one after each other. Oh, I'm I like, hate that. And you can't tell who's who? Yeah, like, they they, 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 they put all the rappers who, who rhyme the exact same way on this track, and you can't even tell who's who until, like, the fourth guy in. And I'm like, oh. Like I like I hear them rapping, but you know, if I didn't, if I didn't, if I if I hadn't known, been listening to, to them for this long, like I wouldn't know who any of these dudes were because there's nothing distinguishable about about them. They all rhyme the same way. Right. Yeah. I, I hate that. Sorry, it's kind of an echo, kind of changing rooms. But um, I, yeah, I, I I hate that shit mostly because whenever I listen to something and. I don't always pay attention to the credits right away, you know? So I'll, like, um, I'll listen to the song. And I, and I, and I, I assume I know who's rapping, 
But then sometimes you get this extra feature or whatever, and I don't know who they are. So if you have people who sound alike, something that's like on a compilation or there's multiple featured artists, it makes it very difficult to know who's who and know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, I hate that shit. Like, and I think that's a production thing. Like, you guys should arrange those verses a lot better. Right. <laughs> you know? One of the things I love about that song, One Train, is that they all sounded so different. Their flows are different. Exactly. Their voices are different. The topics were different. Their styles were different. Everything was different. And that's, and it all ran right together. That, was to me, was great production. And it was a great, no hook. Just each of them did their little piece. And it was one of the best songs that came out that year, as far as a single, as far as I'm concerned. What's funny is I discovered that song. I heard that song in a club. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, who are these niggas? Because I hadn't heard One Train. The thing would, would bug me out, and I thought I thought it might have been like some undiscovered Wu Tang song because when it got to Action Bronson's part, I thought it was Ghostface. So I Everybody remember some lyrics, and so I went googling. I'm like, the fuck? It's not, okay, it's not a Wu Tang song. Everybody what, what thought fuck? that was Ghostface, but it wasn't. Because I knew it wasn't Ghostface because I had when I heard the song, people were like, the person who had me listening to it put me on, and he told me, you know, who was on the track. So I knew it was Action Bronson. But it, I didn't think it was a woo track at all. I actually just thought um, I thought it was a dope. I thought it was a dope track. I just thought it was good that they all sounded so different. I think Crit killed it, but that's he, he, he killed. They, they, they had to put him last. They they had to. You couldn't put anybody after him. <laughs> the way he killed this track. Oh yeah. Who, totally who are you gonna that. put? Huh? <laughs> I mean, his voice, his flow, his lyrics, everything was just cool. And you know what? Even ASAP Rocky did good on that song. And I don't even really like him that much. Although I that agree. album was half I mean, I, I, mean I, think he, I think he puts out a decent album if you're into his music. But it's not really my style. But um, that song was dope. I, you know what's funny? Sometimes I hear people, I hear features. And I'm thinking, how come you're dope on this shit? But you can't be dope on your own shit. Yep. That's how I feel about that's how I feel about problems. Have you heard problems? He's from out here. Yeah. I've heard, he I've heard, I've heard, heard a couple of his joints. He has that song like why I actually like that beat a lot. He uses the uh that what what's his face's beat, that Master P beat. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that song. But I mean it's a goofy little song. Matter of fact, I would take it seriously. It's like a song that they play at a party. My drunk ass will be dancing, but right. <laughs> but um, but uh, as far as um, his other shit, like oh, he was dope on that Rhapsody album on that song Complacent. Have you heard that? On Idea Beautiful. No, nah, from the last one, she got uh, game. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's on the She Got Game album, and Problems First is um. I, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. I mean, he pretty much says in the song why he puts out bullshit. <laughs> but uh, it bugs me because I'm like, wow, I didn't even know you had talent. And you put out such bullshit like like what? Even though I like that song, it's still a bullshit. Ass. I mean, it's a bullshit ass song. Like it doesn't showcase lyricism or anything like that. Trying to think who who does who did that for me recently. I'm always I'm always I'm, I'm always interested always interested to hear people on like shit that's like way out of their element. 
Suppose did that. What but... do you mean? What do you, wait, what do you mean? People out of their element. I can tell you in just a second. I'm trying to flush this out. Hmm. You gotta flush your toilet. You just push the handle and the water swirls around and it pushes the all your funny. funky all your waste matters. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Funny, funny. I'm hilarious. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. You know I'm hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, damn it. Ah, I'm losing it. Shit. What are you losing over there? I was trying. I'm trying to flesh out the thought that I just made. Now I can't. I don't even know why I made the statement now. Oh man, don't you hate when that happens? Fuck. Yeah, that actually I happened a couple times. A, a couple times while we were talking about Sterling, like I would, I had a thought, and I would lose it, and I'm like, shit, what was I gonna say? So I can't jump in now. Fuck. Oh, I do that shit all the time. Well, the thing is, what I do is I just keep talking until I remember. <laughs> I just keep talking. Uh, yeah, damn it, it's gone. I'm sure it'll come back to me. It'll probably, it'll probably come back to me. Like, 3 in the morning when I'm not even thinking about shit. I'm about to say, like, when I'm trying I, to pass the fuck out. I can't do dead air. I was like, I would I would sit quietly and you think, but I can't because, you know, you, you've done radio, the panic of dead air. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why, like, when we, when, like, when I felt the Sterling topic got old, I was like, yeah, so... Well, let's just joke around until maybe we get back on topic or something. Because I, I, I was really kind of, I didn't really know where to go after the Sterling combo. I mean, the thing then, is that we, well, the thing is, I mean, there's only Spartan Shango in that conversation. I mean, because I felt like a lot of things had already been discussed and been put out there. And then on top of that, you know, the announcement had been made. So, I mean, we talked about pretty much all those things. We covered everything. We just covered it really quickly in an hour, which never happens. I don't know how that happened. I mean, it's hard to cover topics in an hour. <laughs> I mean, this was this show was really only supposed to be an was only supposed to be an hour. I was oh, only gonna do an hour and then just like save the extra hour for podcast or whatever. So basically, just so happened. Just so happened that she got good. Well, I see my long wind that just drag the show out. <laughs> <laughs> no, by all means, once they left, I didn't know. Once they left, I was like, shit, well, luckily Vita's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I was like, between, between you and Raina, I wouldn't have had to worry about filling up uh, filling up the extra time. Except she and Raina didn't call in. Oh, she should have called in. I'm surprised she didn't. You could have gotten a strong feminist perspective. I was surprised. She, I was surprised she didn't. But she, I feel like she probably, I feel like she probably didn't because she's like she doesn't really know or give a shit about sports. You know what's funny? I didn't either until, and it's, I hate saying shit like this because I think it just sounds so awful. But um, I didn't until my boyfriend. <laughs> And the reason I'm the reason why I'm saying that is because even men and most guys I've dated have tried to get me into sports, especially football, because I've never been into football. In fact, I hated football. 
Now, I still don't fully like to watch it. But the thing that got me into it with this guy is because he put it in a way that I could understand it and that would make me interested. So we talk about it from a social justice perspective, from a race perspective, and from an economic perspective, and it gives me a totally different outlook on sports. So it's not just this simple game anymore. It's about look at what this is doing to our community and to our people and to the lives. You know what I'm saying? Like the livelihood of our people, especially looking at college sports, you know? So that completely changed my view of sports. So I find myself reading sports articles and seeing how things are portrayed, how they're talking about athletes. I mean, that's always important to me anyway, but now I can really – put my energy into sports. So I think that, you know, there's a lot in sports to dissect, that even if you don't care about sports, if you care about the issues, you'll find, you'll see that sports is a great representation of what's wrong in society. Not to say that sports are bad, because I enjoy watching basketball very much, but um, it's different when you get a perspective outside of just the game. So I think right. she could be interested in sports if she looked at all the, just the, the, the other parts of it. Like, well, what's his face? What's, what, I, I, see, this is how I'm bad at sports. What's the, what's the football player's name uh, that was under all that heat? He got Eagles dropped him, and he ended up going to the Redskins. Oh, Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson. Like, when all that shit was going on, it was interesting to see how that was getting played out, how that was getting discussed. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Richard Sherman, is a, you know, his, that is what he had. And so... It's it's just looking at his perspective, right? I really love that Richard Sherman like writes articles in the, in this off season because I I really I enjoy what he has to say, and he and he, and he also dispels all that that shit about you know football football players not having opinions and not really you know really giving a shit about much outside of football. I love that, and I, and I think that's one of the things that. Um, Makes me. I mean, not even just me. I think most of us who are Richard Sherman fans, that's why we're fans. It's, I don't know anything about what he does on the field. I won't even front. I don't. Um, but I do know what he talks about. I do know how he addresses situations. And I do know that he's very aware. And he knows when he's being played by the media. And he, was, he plays them right on back. And they hate that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I respect yeah, they- him. I do too. That's why I like him. That that that's that's, that's that's the only reason. I hate his team. I've always hated the Seahawks. I hate his team from a from a sports perspective. But Richard, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Richard Sherman. Oh, and I always have been. And he does get played because he he is he is literally the best at what he does. And they stay not giving him credit for shit. You know, and I have people who 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 know that people get that Kanye all the time. Don't get me wrong. I do think he's. A, I do think he's a bit arrogant, but he really believes he's the best. Best at what he does, so he says it, and I have no problem with that. I think more people right. should be feel like. I think more people should feel like that. I think that's half my problem today. I think that's half my problem, and I know a lot of us, you know, suffer from that is not feeling that we're great because we've been told we have to be quote unquote humble. You should honestly. You you should definitely be respectful of the people that you're around. But at the same time, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm dope. Like, I had to really recognize I'm better than a lot of people on the radio. Like, I listen to radio, people who have jobs. I'm thinking, these motherfuckers get paid to do this bullshit? (laughs) Right. I could think of some other questions I would have asked this person that would have been way better than the shit that you just asked. (laughs) You know? And that's what I think to myself. 
and and I you know, and, and that's a reason. Like I only recently started realizing that I was I'm fucking dope. Yeah, and it's okay for me to be like, you know what, I'm dope. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm good at what I do. And I know I'm good now because I go back and I listen to shit. And I, I see where I need to improve. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But I do think I'm pretty damn good. And it's okay for me to acknowledge it. But when you're growing up as a kid, you're taught don't say things like that. Don't give yourself. You give the credit to God, right? Right. <laughs> you're not, you don't really have this talent. God did this. You're, and so he gave you this me. talent. <clears throat> yeah. So how dare you take credit for it? Right. That's why. I, that's part of the reason I love. I loved Ray Allen's quote, and I don't even know if Ray Allen's a non-believer. I don't think he is, but I really love the quote that he made about you know don't give credit to God for all this ability and whatnot we do on the court. Like that. This is hours we put in the gym. Like we we did that's this. True. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's not even necessarily a non-believer perspective. I mean, I think, and it's shit, because I said, you know, it's funny, you have that belief in believers. When I was religious, I said to myself, why should, like, why do people have to thank God for shit that they did? Like, I'm, like, if you spent hours studying for a test, God didn't do that for you. Like, if God was going to do it, if he could do anything, why do I need to study? What's the point? Right. He could just put the frame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no point in me studying this shit. But I would study, or what? Actually, I, I, I'm lying. I never studied. But me either. <laughs> I was off with that shit. I never, never I studied. I went, I went mostly off memory. Yeah, I was a horrible. I was horrible at studying. But, um, but as far as like anything, but other things that I knew I worked hard at, like I worked hard to be good at public speaking. That took many times of trying and doing it and being pushed out there and fucking up and you know, going back and practicing and learning how to make points instead of reading off a piece of paper. Like, all those things I had to train and learn and put a lot of hours in. People trained me. People sat there with me for hours helping me get ready for a press conference. You know what I mean? And that's, I'm not going to give credit to God when I got, I got awards for this shit. I'm not going to like, oh, yes, God got this. No, God didn't do shit. I worked hard. I'm going to sit right. until 3 o'clock practicing my, you know, practicing my speech. And you want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, and people want to act like you're wrong because you want credit for your shit. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, if it's my shit, I want credit for my shit. Fuck God. And that's, but you know, and I think that's the space where hip hop and act and um and sports really, I think, blend because you because I think that's the other thing is we expect these athletes to not be to not showboat and showcase. Like, I don't get Floyd Mayweather. People get mad at him. I don't get mad at him. He'd be a little outrageous. Yeah, he is. You know, as far as, you know, his uh, sportsmanship and all that. Yeah, he can be a bit of an asshole. But, I mean, he does win. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's winning. I mean, what else can you really say? Like, I I think, um, or even you get to make them rappers, right? It's like, oh, I'm the best. I'm number one. But it's like there's a problem with saying that. It's like what Kanye was saying. It's like, you know, there's this thing called humbleness. Uh, people like that, you know, pretend like you don't deserve the things you actually deserve. Things <laughs> like that. Right. Like, I'm, I've only recently started to shed that thinking that I have to somehow downplay who I am and what my talents are because of other people, because they don't want to hear me talk about it. No. they. And the thing is, I spent a lot more time and have spent a lot more time telling other people how great they are for them to just not believe it. Right. But they, And then they want to tell you that you're, you know, you're bragging. No, I want you to brag about you, but you won't brag about you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll brag about 
I'm trying and to folks don't realize that it, to to play a sport or and to to make musician, you have to have that attitude about yourself and what you do. You have to believe in you and think that you are that damn good. Shit, look at Rihanna. Look how far she got. She performed. I'm looking. At, I'm telling y'all, the talent show she did when she was like 16. Her you know, lit. Awful. I mean, horrible, 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 horrible. But watch her ass perform. In her mind, you could tell she believed she was the shit. She was like, I sound just like Mariah Carey. Y'all tripping. <laughs> and guess where she gets down? Still can't sing, but that confidence got her somewhere. She don't right. care. Yeah, <laughs> she had to believe she was Mariah Carey in her, or better than Mariah Carey in her head. Don't seem nowhere near as good as anybody. I could find three. I could probably pull up three of these women walking down the street, and I, I guarantee you, two of them sing better than Rihanna. Right. But she has the confidence, and that's the way we should be. I, I don't know if that's, and it's funny because I feel like a lot of that gets put down because I think we see a lot of black athletes and artists brag about who they are and how great they are. But think about the fact that a lot of these kids, a lot of our black kids go to school every day and are told they ain't shit. Right. They had to fight past that shit to get to where they are. So, of course, they're going to believe they're the shit, and they should. Even if They I have every they right suck, to. They, look, I might even think they suck, but they should think they're the shit. By all you, means. You know why? I'm just, you know, they got to think that shit. Don't let my hating ass mess up your shit. I'm right. not saying I'm a hater. Some people just just sucks to me, and that's just what it is. That's all it's gonna be. This one here. How do you like this comment. rant? You just let me talk all over your shit, huh? Just on your podcast, run in my mouth. Uh, it's all good. I actually, I think I beat. I was surprised that so many as many people listened in as they did. I got mad. I was I was getting mad comments and shit. People texting me all through the show. Yeah, I, I like what she that. said. I like what she said. I, that's a good point. Hey, there's a whole thread in the Black Atheist group about this about us. Some people were really? was listening. Yeah, because I posted I posted in there and I tagged you, and there was a whole bunch of there was a whole bunch of comments on it from people saying that they were listening and they downloaded Stitcher to listen or they called in on the phone. Oh shit! I was surprised because I, I normally post my show link in there and don't nobody look at that shit. You know what, uh, Rachel? Not Rachel. Raquel was was pasting that shit everywhere. Do you see? What my show? Yeah, the Raquel. Show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, What's her name? Well, Raquel. I need to do this shit more often. Then shit. Yeah, Raquel um, was posting that shit everywhere. She kept tagging me. She was. She, I looked like she was trying to tag you, but she kept spelling your name with a Z instead of an S. Nice. Well, shoot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Me and Noah is supposed to be doing the show on black inferiority next week, so maybe hopefully yeah. she can repost my shit too. That's like another one I could be in on. At Bob, you are more than welcome to join us because. <laughs> Uh, it, it was partially in, it was partially inspired by that homeboy Sandman shit, but I want to take it a step. We want to take it a step further and kind of expand the conversation a bit. Okay, sounds good. I can't find that thread for some reason. My internet must be slow. I tagged you in there. <laughs> you just look at what I tagged you. The link I tagged you in in the NBA. Yeah. 
if I stop away from my phone for don't check my Facebook for like five minutes, I'll have like twenty notifications. <laughs> people because people just be tagging me and shit. Or I be I find out I'm in a group and I'm getting updates from a group I didn't even know I was in. <laughs> I feel like I hate that shit. I do too. Like I don't I'm not as bad as Gray. Like I don't Man, you're not blocking. You're not blocking niggas off of that shit. Yeah, which I actually, yeah, but at first I thought he was just being mean, but now I get it. Cause I think the more popular you get, cause he's he's you know he's really popular. So people who add him just be trying to add him to groups all the time. And I think I've gotten more popular at least in certain circles, and so people start adding me to certain groups and shit. And I just be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I, I think oh. I'm in a group now. I don't know who's it's Mike from Black Atheist. Um, it's not a bad group. I don't. I haven't really been in it. But it's called Jesus is a fucking bitch or some shit like that. Jesus is a bitch. And I'm like, damn. I didn't even know I was in a group called Jesus is a bitch. And is this a private group or a secret group? Because I don't want everybody on my news feed when I'm typing in a group called Jesus is a bitch. I mean, it just sounds right. so me. We <laughs> 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 want to comment and I see what group it is. I'm like, nah. I pass. <laughs> Everybody looking at me like, damn, like, I get that you atheist, but Jesus is a bitch. I mean, you just, damn. Like that? I'm you not. Mad? Like, well, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not one of those angry atheists, at least not anymore, so I don't really yeah. feel the need to turn that shit down. Yeah, I mean, I think once you first realize you're atheist, it's like, what? I'm free? I can say what the fuck I want? And then after a while, you're like, okay, I said it. I'm good. Now, let's do some real shit. Let's talk about some real shit. And then now it's like, especially in that atheist group, every side of it's always some person who just discovered it. Is this racist? Like, come on, bro. Some people just really want attention. Because sometimes I'm thinking, like, you know the shit was ignorant when you posted it. And you knew the kind of reactions you were going to get when you posted it. Yep. Like, I'm not going to go to a religious group and post up atheist shit. Like, I know what responses I'm going to get. I'm not going to go to a black group and put in racist shit and think that everybody's going to be cool. I mean, I don't really care if half the motherfuckers are cool with it. It's just, to me, it's like you are purposely trying to start shit. I don't even... Maybe I know uh, they be getting mad. I don't be participating in the admin group like that no more. So they hit somebody hit me up asking me why I don't, and I was just like, honestly, y'all be y'all. First of all, y'all make threads for every goddamn thing all the time and tag me in this shit, you know. And some of the shit I think I think is really left though. <laughs> why is this even a discussion? And then you got some yep. things that I think they need a discussion, but the discussion is always on some we have to protect the white people shit, and I hate that shit. Yep. You know, like, I should have to go to a black group that's supposedly for us to be and have to deal with these white people who come in just to start shit and tell us and try to invalidate our feelings of racism. Like, why the fuck are you here, man? And it's not as long as people are there specifically to start shit with black people. And I was trying yep. to make that point within the group. Like, there's a reason why that girl posted what she did. She knew what she was doing. She had that sense to start shit. She wasn't trying to be... You know, and it's, it's like, we know this shit, because to me there's no reason to join a black group unless you are there to be an ally. You know what I mean? There's no right. reason to. And if you are there to deny, uh, dismissing <clears throat> our feelings about shit, then you're obviously not here to be an ally. So why the right. fuck are you here? Why are you here? I was in, I was in that thread. 
<sighs> fucking when uh, Mario and Veronica were like, no, you know, she should, she didn't break any rules. Right. 
and I don't and I don't think they realize that because they don't think about little things. Like it's funny because um, I was talking to somebody about a situation that I that had occurred um, when me and Bruce were out, and um, you talk to white people about it, they don't get it. I don't get. I don't see how that's racist. Like well, I don't understand. Like we didn't we didn't even say it was racist. We were just saying how this white guy was talking down to this Latino family about their. Oh yeah, uh, you told you told us about that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. When I told y'all the story, I didn't have to say it was racist. Y'all already caught it. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is right. I talked to my homegirl before I even finished the story. In fact, me and Bruce were telling her the story this past Sunday because we were going to the same spot. And so Bruce and I were telling her the story. And before we even finished the story, her jaw is already dropping. Like, she knows. Like, she gets it. You know what I mean? And it's like you talk to some people and you're like, you talk to a white person and they're just like, I don't get it. That's what white privilege is, right? Like you don't even see how talking down, like no person talks to another white person and tells them that their kids are going to have problems in the future because they're doing what kids do, which is run around. Right. They need to learn how to listen to authority and obey authority. This is what this white guy says to these Latino kids, to this Latino family. You, you would, a white person would never even expect to hear some shit like that. No, your kids are not going to want to follow authority. They have problems in the future because they run around a restaurant. What kids have you met that don't run around a damn restaurant? At a buffet. It's not like they're right. you know, they're waiting to get served. It was a buffet. The first, the first thing the kid, I guarantee you one of them kids said, I'll race you to the, the crab leg. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's the first thing you do because everything's competitive when you're that age. I wanna, exactly. I'm going to race you here. I'm going to get more than you. That's what kids do. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can, you get it because you you know you know what you're looking at. But if you tell I told I told this story to white people and they were looking at me like I don't get it, and I had to point out what the problem was, and they still didn't get it. So that's what white privilege is. To them, it sounds perfectly normal to talk down to a Latino family. <laughs> like I don't understand right. the problem. I don't I don't even see a power structure here. You know what I'm saying? We're, meanwhile, me and Bruce are so upset. Bruce is like, we got to go. <laughs> I can't even sit here and listen to this shit. But Crazy. it's amazing. But, that, but that's what it is. Right. And so that's why I get into those conversations when black people are defending it, and then you have like a white person jumping in who can't seem to understand. I don't understand what they're talking about. I'm poor. I'm poor. But you don't understand what it feels for people to assume that you're going to get angry just because you walk to the customer service line. Like, oh, no, black lady, don't go crazy. Right. <laughs> you know what people I mean? Crossing, people crossing the street, crossing the street just because you're walking on that side. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about three cops coming up to you, uh, coming up to you three in the morning to frisk you just because you walked by somebody. Because they think you have a gun. Or how many kids do you have? As opposed to, do you have any children? You know, white privilege is not hearing, you speak so well. No, but I love, are you a fan? Are you a fan? Well, 
the way that these women treat women of color. And so student of solidarity should be when they talk to these women or let their kids talk to these women. Get the fuck out of here. See, they don't think about that. The fact that that lady is talking to her because she's another white lady doesn't register to her. But she doesn't get white privilege. And you know what also happens when you have that type of, those type of connections and you communicate with people like that? Opportunities come from them. That's networking. Can we say it again? Just went out for mm-hmm. a second. Oh, I was saying that that's the other thing. This is That's networking. When people talk and communicate in those spaces, that's a lot of networking and things that take place. That's how opportunities come. But you're not, right. even in even in the same space, you're not even on the same quote-unquote level as that person as far as they're concerned. So they're not networking with you. They're not building with you. They're not connecting with you. You're not a white at the park with the kids. And even if it's a person of color with her kids, they don't talk to them. It was less more her daughter talked. It's a black kid, black woman there with her daughter. They won't talk to the black woman. There's a there's an Asian lady that comes to that park every single day. Every day she's there with her daughter. And none of those white moms ever talk to her. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. That's what I'm saying. But see, that's what white privilege is. You don't even have to be from that community to go to that park. Anybody can go to that park. So let's say if you're a white woman, you're from another neighborhood, you're poor, you're low income or whatever, you're stuck with your kid, you're able to talk and connect with this other white woman who might have a ton of money. Her husband just might happen to own some shit. And you could get a dumb something. That's how connections are made. That's how those conversations happen. But these motherfuckers won't even talk to your ass. Right. Okay, yeah. uh, shoot. Unfortunately, this, this thing's about to cut off. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, this thing is this thing is definitely about to cut off. And we done filled up the entire three hours at this point. It <laughs> <laughs> was great building the show. We talked about everything under the sun. <laughs> of course. That, and in which case, you definitely going to have to come on next week. Oh, yeah. I mean, black inferiority. Definitely want to talk about that. I can say you're doing the show next week or this week. I'm I'm supposed to be doing the show tomorrow, but it's not happening. It's not. It's not a possibility at this point. I probably should have Kim though, but if she's listening, hi Kim. No, no, Kim's not listening. Okay. She she's not listening. Low key, kind of mad at Kim because she came to Maryland and I didn't even get to hang out with her. I get I hung out with Emily when she was here. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they didn't put the picture. I'm surprised they didn't put the pictures up. She's tall as shit. Oh yeah, I know. Like, but, damn. Um, yeah, that's dope though. Well, I want. I, I can't wait for everybody to come to California because I'm definitely gonna have a good time with you guys out here. Oh.